Alright guys, we are back today with the cutting room floor. I am Dom. I am Jamie. And we're doing the part two of our PTA Paul Thomas Anderson episode. Last week we did Boogie Nights. It ran very long. We didn't want to give you guys a five, six hour episode. So yes. we decided to do There Will Be Blood in the Master in this one. And we're not going to keep you as long with Boogie Nights, even though if you're a Boogie Nights fan, you know you had a good time with that. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. There will be blood. Yes, 2007. 2007. Obviously, we know who directed it because that's who we're talking about here. Parent Teacher Association. Yes, that's who directed PTA. this film. And we are very shocked that they would make a film like this, considering Actually, yeah. they're for, you know, parents and teachers. But uh, now we're just messing around. But. Jamie here, I'm about to embarrass some movie fans. Uh -oh. He is just now seeing this film. Yes, yes, and, true. Oh man, I'm I'm very curious to know how he felt about it because I've been pressuring this man to watch it for a while. I've had my Blu-ray for it has been sitting here for months, you know. <laughs> it has and been. Then, then he watched it and didn't even watch it on it. I know. You can have a nice clean resolution on his TV. He's I, watching I remember it on I the had computer it after I watched yeah, it. Like this I guy, like, oh, he did give that to yeah, me. sitting there, nice and ready for you. So tell us what you thought about it. Well, I thought. Honestly, uh, obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible Yeah, he's in this film in particular. Mm -hmm. But I, I realized as I processed it with my mind grapes, as Tracy Jordan from 30 Rock would say, <laughs> that this film, because of when it takes place, like it starts off 1898 to mm -hmm. like the 1920s, mm -hmm. it's almost like an anti-Western yeah, it is a little bit because it, it is a western. Because I thought of his name like Daniel Plainview. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he's Native American, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's the story of a Native American almost uh, succeeding and going against, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say the white man for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. and like taking their land, yeah, and you know? wow. and succeeding and becoming what whatever the sort of the American dream, but. In the reverse, because normally in a Western, like, let's go with, like, uh, the searchers. Mm -hmm. So you have, since we talked about it before, it's like John Wayne going after the command, the command. <laughs> and and murdering as many as he can, right? Yeah. And hating Jeffrey Hunter for being half. Uh, eight. One eight. eight. I'm sorry. Eight. <laughs> one eight. Yeah, one eight. You'd think he would only hate one eight. One eighth of them, yeah. That's why I always said, like, racist people could only hate half of Barack Obama. Yeah. Right? I only hate half, half of them. You know? But... But I, I realized that I'm like, wait a second, this is so in that way I think it's like an anti Western, even though it is definitely a Western, mm -hmm. but it's like the story's flipped. And and the hero, let's say, is the the Native American character and the villain is like the God fearing Christian zealot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I have never looked at it that way. Yeah. But that's a very interesting and cool perspective on it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone make that comparison, but I think that is a good one to be made because Daniel is very outsider-y. He doesn't yeah, really yeah. have friends. He doesn't really have family. All his family has is a little kid he pretty much took from a buddy who died. Yeah. So, and, and believe it or not, in 1896 or 1898 is when they had the uh, – the dolls roll, which is when 
Native Americans had to register with the American government. Mm, okay. So, so that might be why it started then. That, bro, I never even thought to see. I would yeah, love sorry, to sit. Sorry, just historical. No, podcast. I would just love to sit PTA down and ask him, you know, yeah. like sit right here and you're going to tell me this. Because it is meticulous. It is. It's like, I mean, the details put in this film is, I bet he drove himself insane making this. Oh, I believe it. I mean, Especially all the oil. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a dirty movie. Because it's very it, dirty. It, it's not a dirty movie in the way Boogie Nights was. No, no. But, but it's, it's dusty and oily. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a lot of dust, a lot of oil. Yeah. You know, it's it's very hot and sweaty. Yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't really see anyone bathe. When would they have back then? Like once yeah. a week or something? I mean, hell, there's a scene where Dale puts Paul Dano in mud. You know, That's true. <laughs> so That's funny. True, yeah. <laughs> My God, yeah. The he, way He beat his ass the whole movie. <laughs> he did. And then the reverse happens. Like when he's, when um, Plainview is forced to... Uh, go to church. Oh my God! It's one of the best scenes. Oh my bro. God! It's one of the best scenes. I've abandoned my child. Yeah. Oh Lord, the the acting there in that scene is just haunting. A one from Paul Dano too, man. Yeah. Paul yeah. Dano gave. I think this is possibly his best performance. And think about it; he's only gotten better in the past oh, like, sixteen yeah. years. I mean. Look at his, um, but his Riddler, a- man. But it's after that. Yeah. Yeah. The Riddler. He killed that. That was. Yeah. I was very. Him and Robert Pattinson, like I said, I was just very impressed with both of them, yeah. what they brought to that film. But I think uh, Paul Dano was the perfect rival for Daniel because they are complete opposites. Yes. But at the same time, they're the exact same person. Yeah. Because they both were greedy. Yeah. I think we. We were going back and forth about this after I watched it because it's like, what's really the difference between Daniel Plainview as the the capitalist mm-hmm. and and Eli uh, Sunday mm-hmm. as the religious guy who uses people to get money? Yep, I'm like, I mean seriously. Honestly, I think Eli's worse because Daniel's up front. Yeah, listen, I'm here to take oil from your land. You're gonna get paid a little bit for it. Yeah. I'm gonna get paid a lot for it, and that's that. You're right, because that's how it starts off. Yeah, with him just telling that town, "This is what I'm gonna this do. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what you're gonna get paid." Yep. You're right. Yeah, you're exactly right. He's like, he's giving it. I'm like, Daniel's way more respectable than Eli because he's giving it to you straight, right up front. Yeah, this is what's happening. I'm willing to pay you this. This is what I want to do. Get you under contract. Once I drain this place, I'm out of here. Yeah. And when it's all said and done, you would have made some money and you guys might actually have something going on here. Because there was nothing going on at the Sunday Ranch. No, Until no. he got there. Yeah, it was like the Dust Bowl. It, it really <laughs> was. Much. Like, he built the road. Will the new road lead to the church? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the, the first, first place. place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he knows, as a businessman, he knows what people want to hear. Oh, absolutely. But so does Eli as, mm-hmm. uh, as a priest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, who is who is worse and and I like that uh juxtaposition of showing them together because you might think one is better than the other but then you realize they're both terrible in their own way. Yes. But they're also both I guess good in their own way depending mm-hmm. on who is receiving the message. Exactly. Yeah. And it yes, it really does depend on how you take it because I love, I compare Daniel Plainview often to um, Lewis Bloom from Nightcrawler because they both they both stepped on people 
to get what they want. But at the same time, it's really hard not to admire the ambition, the work ethic, the the time it takes, the intelligence it takes to do the stuff that they did. And it's like, guys, let's be honest. Most people, if they had the ability, they would do the same thing. Yes. You know, and a lot of people don't want to admit that and won't be honest with themselves. Oh, no, I would never. If I was this, I would do it this way and that way. Uh-huh. Until you get $2 million in your bank account, then we'll see how you handle things. Yeah. So I compare them a lot. Because a lot of people look at them as villains, but I also look at them as inspiration in a weird way. Because in this unfortunate, this capitalistic society we live in, that we've been groomed since birth to always get make the most money, do whatever you got to do to get said money, yeah. and you're not going to be happy and comfortable until you have said money. And to be consumers, so you consume everything around you. Yeah. Really, and in order to... Make money so you can spend more money. Yep. And yeah. that's exactly what it is. You got to spend to make. And I mean, these guys, are they bad or are they just products of what they've been fed their whole lives? You know, a, a quick aside, I actually wrote a paper way back when in high school comparing Holden Caulfield and Alex the Droogie from A Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. and how they were both essentially victims of their society, society. In, mm-hmm. in which they lived in. Yes. So I think... You could be right because, like, what other options did Eli have coming from the family that he came yeah, from? Yeah, he was never going to make no money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, he was never going to make no. any money. That's why Paul had to sneak out and, you know, find Daniel oh, yeah, just yeah. to tell him some information just to make a couple dollars so he could get out of there and I go assume, do whatever he wanted to do. I assume Paul was Eli's twin brother. Twin brother, yes. Because okay. at first I was a little confused. I'm like, yes. why is this dude... Now he has a different name, and he's acting like he doesn't know him. When well, I first saw it, I was like, I was yeah. like, what the hell is going on yeah, here? Yeah. And then I was like, is that the same? Oh, that's definitely the same guy, but he's saying a different name. Yeah. And he's acting a little bit different. And then I realized, I'm like, okay, that's his brother, you know. And then, you know, later, obviously, they discuss it and stuff. But I think, I think PTA did that on purpose. I think yeah. he wanted to confuse the audience a little bit. To make them, because that makes you pay attention more. Because yeah, you're like, yeah. what did I miss? Yeah. So you get locked in from that point, really. Because I think that's the lock-in point when Daniel gets to the Sunday Ranch. Oh, yeah. And and also, I think you're right, because uh, Daniel couldn't have done what he did without first busting his ass trying to get silver. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I'm assuming God. then he used that money to finance his first his oil rig. His first oil rig, yep. yeah. Yeah, So yep. without that... You know, so he even had to work hard. Oh, he had to grind. Oh, my God. He got it and, out and the that mud, and that's seen. respectable. Oh, 14 and a half 14 minutes, and a half minutes of, of silence. silence. Yeah. With just a haunting score. Yeah. Greenwood, insane. Yeah, insane. Johnny Greenwood. Dude, yeah. he scored the shit out that movie, man. Yeah. I'm like, you you might be a composer for real, dude. I'm like. Well, dude, Radiohead, you know, after, I mean, I love the Benz. Oh but, my God, but you know, okay, computer. Okay, computer. Of course. A- after that, it's like they became like I want to say like the modern Pink Floyd. They were that band that people just loved everything that they everything did. they dropped. Dude, and, the one album they dropped. Um, what was it oh seven? The Rainbows or whatever? In Rainbows. In Rainbows. Yeah. Oh God, that was yeah. like the soundtrack to my sophomore year. Dude. Really? Oh my God. Yes. Wow. I ran this sh- I, that album, bro. It's incredible. I think the guy on the cover was. Uh, a DC villain, the Rainbow Raider. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. See, look yeah. at that. We're always, always something weird and new. And fun. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, Johnny Greenwood's score. 14 incredible. minutes. 
14 minutes silence. You just see this guy. And the way, dude, I don't know how he got that camera. I don't know. In either. that hole like that. Amazing. Because it looks like that thing is like three feet in yeah. diameter. Like you can't like, dude, oh. he got it in there. But it, it's all, it looks like it's so far away yet so yeah. close at the same time. Yeah. That, I don't know how he did that shot. But, yo, when he's just in there with the pickaxe just mining, you're just like, you're not sure what's happening or what's going on yet, yeah. but you're you're intrigued. You're like, okay, what what's gonna happen? And then you see him do one of the silliest things. He puts the dynamite in, but leaves his tools in. Yeah. I was like, that was my biggest nitpick. Yeah. I'm uh, like, why did you take me. the yeah. tools out first? <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. You're right. Yeah. Then he gets injured going back in and you just oh. all like still you're going this whole time. You're not you haven't heard a word. And he pulls himself out of this hole and crawls all yes. the way to the guy to sell this for a little piece of silver. You know what I mean? I just realized, and it didn't hit me until now, why he walks the way he does the rest yeah, of the film. Yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. And, and it didn't heal right. It didn't heal right. And, yeah. you know, back then, he didn't have no cast or yeah, nothing like no. that. Dude probably had they, they two pieces of on. wood. Yeah, yeah. Splits. yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, God. Man, medicine's come such a long way. Yeah. Uh, so even... Dude, just even from like the seventies, you know, what yeah, I mean? medicine yeah. is like watch him mash, and you yeah. watch how they do stuff in there. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I would not want to get operated on back in the day, bro. Well, those guys in mash, a lot of them were like right out of college, <laughs> and I don't even know if they would have had internships. No, no experience, that point. yeah. So yeah, so they're thrown into these situations that like even experienced surgeons wouldn't have known how to do. Mm, sink or swim. Yeah, they had to figure it out all on the fly. Oh. Yeah, so he's got that limp the whole yeah. film. And that's a that's another thing about his acting. That man never forgets that limp. No. And, he, and, no. and he progressively made it worse as he got older. Yeah. So it's like by the time HW's like like coming out of uh boarding school essentially, yeah. his limp's really bad by then. Yeah. And then like at the end when you see him in this bowling alley, dude, he's basically hobbling at yeah, that he's point. Kinda hunched yeah, over he's kinda hunched over. He's like, yeah. you know, he's been drunk as hell. I mean Dude's his pounding yeah. bottles like it's yeah. like insane. But, you know, he's kind of even though he has everything, he's also lost everything. Well, he's lost that everything that mattered. You yeah, know, he's yeah. lost. He lost really the only thing that mattered, which was HW. Yeah, and it's his own fault. And he had to wallow in his own sorrows. Yeah, so, that's true. And he didn't know how to rectify it. Mm -hmm. And it's and that's another thing. Like the way he handled the HW situation just shows you how detached he was, though, from yeah. the world. He really was detached from the world. Bastard in a basket. Bastard in a basket. You're a bastard from a basket. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> none of my DNA is in you. I'm like, God, you're yeah. such a dick. <laughs> but but that could also be saying that like HW is. You know, white. I mean, that sounds yeah, dumb. yeah. You know, because if he is, if Daniel Plainview is, damn, native, dude, I don't even, damn, yeah, yeah. And that could be him, like, well, I just used you, Mister White Boy, yeah. to get what I want. Because I think that's what he says. It was, I mean, yeah, pretty I, much. I, I, needed, I needed, needed a young face to sell it. Yeah, you yeah. know, because and people, and you know, if you notice, like a couple times talking to families, they're like, "Well, where's your wife?" Oh, she died in childbirth. Yeah. He had no damn wife. No, yeah. no. You never even see him hook up with a chick once. No, no you no. never even see him really interact with any woman except for that girl. The girl. That yeah, HW the little girl. Yeah. yeah. And he liked her. He loved yeah. her. He looked out for her. Yeah, because he was like, 
you know, the dad was like, dad will never losing her. Yeah. 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 And so, and he put that motherfucker in place because that dude didn't say a word, bro. He just sat there eating his little white cake and he's looking pissed, but he didn't say a word, man. And it's like, what you gonna do? I'm feeding your whole damn family, bro. Times five. You ain't never had. Yeah, I'm feeding this whole town. (laughs) Literally and metaphorically. I got a whole picnic for y'all right here. Yeah. You know, Daniel paid for all that. Oh, yeah. So, it's like, bro, I'm putting, I just bought your daughter a brand new dress. When was the last time you bought her a brand new dress? Yeah. You know, what? 1880? You know, So, it's like, I'm doing stuff for your family you ain't even doing. So, it's like, what you going to say to me? And you're going to beat this little girl up? I like this little girl. Shit, she's the only one in this whole damn family I even like. <laughs> yeah, because because HW got along with her. He did. And they clicked right away. And and on top of that, Daniel saw how receptive she was to him after he lost his hearing. Yeah, that's and true. She, and learned she learned sign, sign language. language. Yep, yep, she learned sign language to get even closer to him. And, you know, of course, that just made him fall even more in love, I'm sure. Yeah. And she was perfect for him. Yeah. You know, she probably couldn't ask for nothing better. And he was rich. So yeah, it's yeah like, that's true. You know, I'm like, dude, it's true. like, I'm married to a deaf rich dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I learned a little sign language. It's worth it. Yeah. That woman didn't do a damn thing her whole life. You know, for the rest <laughs> of her life, she didn't do nothing. You know, and well, I don't know because at the end, HW wants to do his own oil rigs. Yeah, but he, she ain't working. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, right? He, he would be doing he, all the work. You know, he already had a lot of money saved up from working with Daniel for all them years. Yeah, that's you true. Know, you know, he started he, when he was yeah, when he was a kid, and then yeah. even after he went deaf, you would think like, all right, I'm out the game. No, clearly he got deeper in the game. Yeah, and you yeah. know, Daniel. You know, at some point when he probably turned 14, 15, he's like, Dad, I need some money. Yeah. And so you know, Daniel, being a reasonable man, is going to pay an employee. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you're right because you, they were business. They partners. were business partners. They yeah, were, and yeah. at, at one point, I think HW's not stupid. At one point, he realized like this motherfucker needs me to get shit done. Remember, HW's the one who finds the oil when they get to the Sunday Ranch. So, oh yeah, you're yeah, right. He you're first right. finds. He's like, look at my shoe. Yeah, so he finds it. He he knew HW knew the game. He was yeah. just too young to execute it. Yeah, but yeah. now you're you know 25, six years old. You, what's holding you back from doing your own thing? Yeah, and Daniel, and see that's the difference. That's where another way Daniel's detached because as a father, you would be excited that your son is about to branch out and do his. Own. You would yeah. not see him as a your competitor. competitor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this makes you my competitor. Yeah. You know that you, you're not gonna say that. I'm like, you get up, you give him a hug, you be like, I wish you the best of luck and anything you need, you know, call me. And if you know if shit goes under, you know, you can come back to the plane you ranch. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what a normal father would yeah, say. Yeah, because you're always welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what any normal dad would say. So, man, Daniel was just extremely detached from just human beings in general, and. And I think the only person he really did feel a connection with at one point is his fake brother. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. And I think he he wanted him to be his brother so bad because he never had anyone. No. Daniel's been alone. Everyone in his life is a business partner. It's you're, you're, you help me make money. Yeah. Me and you ain't going out for drinks after work. You know, I'm going to my little hut. Yeah, I'm gonna get drunk as hell and fall asleep on the wooden floor. You know, yeah. which is what yeah, he did. Yeah, for having so much money, he he slept on the floor well. all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, he like, and I guess he, and I think that's just the the pure like business side, money making, saving side of him. I think he was like, okay, I'm not good. These ranches aren't my permanent homes. Yeah. I can live in a hut 
all, if I got alcohol, tobacco, and food, I'm good. I'll make all my money here. I'll save more money by not living lavishly because yeah. I'm only here for a short period of time. Yeah. So I'll live shitty, stack all my bread. Then look what he buys in nineteen the nineteen twenties. Yeah, his freaking yeah. house is insane. He's yeah. shooting rifles in his damn hallway. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's like, bro, you know you're living good when your house is insane enough to where you can shoot guns inside and you have, you have no your own consequences. Bowling alley. Yeah, your own bowling alley. Yeah, you know, and and that was a nice bowling alley yeah. for nineteen twenty two. I think the, the nice wooden pens. It was super clean and crisp like that, that thing was insane he got butler yeah. oh and and just to show you how d- detached daniel was from women he doesn't hire a hot young maid no. he hires an 85 year old <laughs> alfred type of dude bro he does he's he like does. sir michael kane could have played that yeah. part you know he, like, he essentially at. hired alfred yeah and, you know and you know what but he probably hired alfred because alfred's old school and he's probably listen alfred you're getting paid anything that happens here these lips are sealed, right? You know He's what? like, yeah. yep. You know, a young person, young lady be like, Mr. Plainview is insane. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Alfred's like, bro, look, he just a drunk old dude shooting guns. Who gives a shit? I'm getting paid, you know, every now and then bring him a steak, make sure his yeah. liquor's filled, keep the place clean. Cool. You yeah, know, simple. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, because he seemed like he was the only one working there. He really was. He had to be. Yeah. That place was silent, empty. Yeah. I, like... He had to be the only guy, but it's like, how much butlery do you need for one guy, you know, yeah. who's half the time laying on a wooden floor somewhere, laying on the bowling alley floor. The floor. Right. This man loves himself. the floor. I don't yeah. think you ever see him sleep in a bed. No. I'm like, you know, actually, I'm like, every time you see him sleeping, it's on a floor. Yeah, because when H.W. sets fire to that, where that, like, hut that they're staying in, Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guys like he was bed. in the bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that scene's great. He yeah, chases him. Yeah, but and see, that's where Daniel, and that's another, that's another prime example of how you know Daniel just wanted his brother to be be his brother so badly because the kids you've raised this kid since basically since birth. Okay, yeah, yeah. you've raised this kid basically since birth, bro. You you fed him the bottle with the alcohol to keep him from crying, and. You've known him like 11, 12 years at this point. You trust him. He trusts you. And he lost his hearing. And, you know, so obviously his ability to speak is going away. So what does he do? He gives you the best warning he possibly could. He showed you. He he did that for a reason. Why in the hell this kid who's never done something like this do this now that this guy's here? Dude had the damn journal in his hand. The kid's not stupid. He can read. So he knew. Yeah. And if I'm Daniel, I'd be like, some I I grab HW like something about him, you know that I don't. And he'd probably shake his head yes. Or he you know, write it down where he can't hear him. Oh yeah, because yeah, he was he, deaf at that point. Yeah, he's deaf yeah. at that point. So that's yeah. why, you know, he couldn't tell Daniel the way yeah. he wanted to. And if I'm Daniel, I'd be like, bro, why my son just trying to burn you to death? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be like, tell yeah. me that for real. Who the fuck are you? You know, tell me who you are. I'd be like I'm not picking you who I'm just now meeting over him who has helped me make at this point. Daniel's got to be making $10,000 a week at least. Oh, yeah, because he would tell the people. He's he like, had- I got 5,000 barrels a day, you know, yeah. however many barrels a day, bringing in $5,000 a week. Yeah, yeah, he was make Daniel's making easily twenty five to forty k a month at that point. Yeah, and then by the nineteen twenties, he's easily probably making a hundred k a week. Yeah, you know he's something stupid. You know how oil yeah, tycoons yeah. are. So Daniel's just 
he was very clouded and that was his most flawed moment as a businessman and following his emotions. And I think that moment for him struck him so hard when he realized that wasn't his brother that he vowed he's never going to trust anyone ever again, no matter who the fuck it is. So, so when HW came to him and was like, yo, I'm about to do my own thing, dad. I love you. I appreciate you. He's like, no, fuck you. You ain't with me. You my enemy. And it's that simple. Yeah, you're right, because that probably ruined any trust. Any trust he would have had, because he already had none. Because even know. that guy that was like his, not his, his like right part, hand, his right hand. He's he gone kept him. At, yeah, yeah, he kept him at arm's length. He yeah, he had his job. You never saw them hanging out, interacting, doing. Anytime you saw him, it was business, business, yeah. business. I it think was, the last time you saw him was when he took HW to that school. He took him to the school. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and maybe he left because he's like maybe Daniel's just too fucking crazy for me. Yeah, he's yeah. like this guy's inhumane. This guy's yeah. son's freaking dying, and he's watching this oil bl- shoot in the sky. Yeah, and that's man. First of all, and he thinks so it's we, a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. He said, <laughs> "What are you? What are you frowning about? The whole ocean of oil under our feet. I'm the only one who can get at it." Yeah. You know. And he's like, "Shit." He's looking. All he sees is dollar signs. And this guy's like, "Bro, your kid's dying. What the hell yeah. are you doing?" Yeah. And like, and and even and when it's going on, HW's like, "Don't leave me. Don't yeah. leave." Me. And he fucking leaves him. So. I yeah. think I think that dude at that point had to have seen a lot in Daniel's character. I was like, I don't know if I can work with a guy like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have at some point money can't be what you're thinking about. Yeah, and it's just like Daniel is like he is void of so many normal human emotions, and it's like a lot. You ever notice a lot of people who are successful like that? They seem to be like that. Yeah, almost they, like a serial killer. How like they're devoid. Oh, they of don't. Yes, things. and it's yeah. like their mind can only go on one track. Yeah. Like Daniel's mind only thought about money. Yeah, and that's the only thing he had a real love for. And there's, and I know people like that. Like they think if you don't have money, your life is just absolutely terrible. When really their lives are usually terrible because they kill themselves every day trying to maintain this. Yeah, you know this this wealth. And yeah, keeping up appearances, yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. With the Joneses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Daniel was just he was incredible, but at the same time he was vicious. Yeah. He's admirable and he's, you know, distasteful at the same time. But at the end of the day, he's one of the coolest motherfuckers you've ever seen, <laughs> dude. Like Yeah, I mean, even under pressure. Yeah, he's, he's smooth as oil. Because, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He is, he, he is, is, you he know? is. Literally. Slick, man. He is. Like, I think the best scene is at the end when Eli comes to him. Oh, man, that's... Asking him for... $100,000. And he's still asking for that same five grand. Yeah, he wanted that same five grand. Yeah. He's asking for the yeah. whole movie. <laughs> and, and Daniel just lays into him. Oh, my God. About how Paul... Oh my God! Yeah, ten thousand dollars in cash in hand, just like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even though he's lying to him, he gave like five hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, got a little business doing three, three, three thousand a week. You know, like yeah, (laughs) just just fucking with him, just taunting him, and just being, you know, you stop your crying, you sniveling ass. You know, he's like the afterbirth that came out of your mother's. Bill. Yeah, I'm like, oh my, my lord, bro. Yeah, he just you? leads into yeah, him, and it's like, goes in. And, but I guess that's how. I wonder if that's how uh, Daniel felt about himself. Also, at that point, not necessarily, 
you know, like he felt that bad about himself that he had to make Eli feel worse. Yes. I, yeah. I think that's exactly what Daniel was at the lowest point in his life at that. Yeah. Highest point in your career, lowest point in your morality. Yeah. You got nothing. No one. Only people around your PB pay. Yeah. Nobody's coming to visit. And that's you. the only reason they're around you. Yep. If they weren't paying you, they won't they be, not be around. Them, they won't be around. You got no wife. Yeah. You got no kid. You got nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. Not even a friend, bro. You yeah. can't even call up Peter to come hang out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like all that money and nobody to share it with. No, like money. I'm sure being that rich, you get bored after a while if you're all by yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've done everything. You've bought everything. It's like, all right, man. Yeah, you're just waiting for something new to come out to buy. Yeah, you, know? you have to build like a penis-shaped spaceship. Yes, so, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Send yourself in <laughs> That's what you have to do after a while, because yeah. you can do everything else. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm like, I don't know if he was interested in women like that. They say that at one point, Paul does say, you have lusted after women when in the church speech when he's, you know, telling them to, you know, repent for his sins. Oh, yeah. He yeah. does say you lust after women. We never saw it. No, but I wonder I if... he did, though. I wonder if... Because... Uh, because Eli would have watched him with his with sister. With his sister, yeah. So I wonder if he thought that instead of him trying to be like a, a father, father figure. protective figure. He may have misunderstood what he was trying to do for H.W.'s friend. Maybe. And that's maybe. what I sort of thought. That could be it. Because how... William. I've never seen, I'm like, I feel like his mind was never, like, you see him and his brother go out at the one point and they're getting drunk with the chicks. What's yeah. he doing there? Sitting there, alone. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's not right. talking to no chicks. He's not talking to no dudes. And that's where he first starts to suspect. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and he's sitting there just, you know, just sulking and, is this, who is this motherfucker? Yeah, he's yeah. asking about that farmhouse when they go yes. swimming, yeah. and you can tell he doesn't know about it. Yeah. And Daniel's looking at him, he gives him that look, he's like. And I was like, ooh. I was like, this ain't going to be good. I knew so. When I first saw it, I was like, this ain't going to be good for this guy. I was yeah. like, this is not going to be good for this guy. And that guy's a pretty good actor, too. Oh, yeah. He's in The Master, he too. Is. Yeah. He he's yeah. He was he was PTA used him a few times. Yeah. Um, he was, wasn't he in The Mummy? Oh, was he the, the dude who like set him up yep. and was working for The Mummy? Yep. That was I him. I think he might have been. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. But we got to talk about that scene real quick. When Daniel... um. When Daniel confronts, what's his name, Henry? Henry yeah, yeah, when he confronts Henry about who he is. So they're at a fire, and Henry's passed out drunk. And you can tell Daniel's just been drinking and sulking and stewing on this all night. And to the point where he's like, all right, that's enough. He wakes this guy up. And the scene is, the way PTA has it set up is so nice. You know, it's dark. He's got only lightest from the fire. And so you just see these shades of, orange and you know tans and reds on their face and he's confronting him about this and he pulls out a pistol on this motherfucker and he's like you know he said what was the name of the farm and at that point henry knew like bro that the jig is up this, yeah, this man yeah. knows and, and instead of answering the question he said i'll leave daniel he's like daniel's like that's not what the fuck i asked you basically yeah, yeah. he's like bro you gonna tell me who you are and you know, Henry does confess. You had a brother. I met him. We worked together. He died. I just essentially took his story and identity and came and found you, bro. But he's like, Daniel, I am your friend. Like, they did form a friendship. Yeah, they, they did. did. They you bonded. Know? They bonded. They, yeah. He took him everywhere. Yeah, they especially were, after he sent HW. Yeah and, yeah, yeah, and he was taking him to the meetings and stuff. Yeah. It's like, so they, they got really tight. Like, yeah. Because I was like, 
I knew right away. I was like, this ain't this motherfucker's brother. And I'm like, looking at these two guys, I'm like, look, if you really want to convince me this guy is related to Daniel Day-Lewis, you have to get a better looking guy. Yeah. Or, <laughs> like a mustache isn't going to do it's it. It's not going to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. Daniel Day back then, yeah, a lot of chicks liked him. You know, a lot, of, especially a lot of, you know, chicks around his age bracket. They were like, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Like when he did Last of the Mohicans, chicks, oh. chicks were like, oh, oh yeah. 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 Like, that long guy's hair and shit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He was in shape too. He was jacked back then. But, um, you know, so you can tell like Daniel does like this dude. So, you know, he was just devastated when he found out he was lying to him. And at that point, that was when Daniel knew I trust no one and I'll do any fucking thing I have to to get what I want. Because you remember the speech he gave him when they first, the first night they hung out and he said, I see the worst in people. He said, I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I want to make enough money to where I can get away from everyone. Oh wow! Yeah, do you, do you remember that? Part? I don't remember. Oh that. man, that's what he but says it, to Henry. It makes when a they lot of sense at the, for the end of the film. Then. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's. Like, I see the worst in people. He says, "I built up my hatreds little by little." He's like, "But that is my goal. I don't want to be around nobody." And Henry's kind of looking at him like, "Man, this dude is kind of kind of vicious." And Henry's kind of like, "Man, I'll." I'll know it. And Daniel's like, listen, if it's in me, then it's in you. And Henry yeah. kind of gives him a look. And that's when you well, as well, the that, audience that I, know. I remember him telling mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I just didn't catch the first part. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You go on YouTube and just, you know, yeah. rewatch that scene because it's all. Oh, and he just delivers it like butter, you know. DDL is just insane. So it is really kind of upsetting, though, when you figure out Henry isn't who he is. And so what's Daniel do? Because Daniel is not a bitch. <laughs> No, Daniel blows this motherfucker's head no. off right then and there, yeah. and then buries, buries that man quick. And you yeah. know, Daniel's—he's—he's he's essentially a minor, you know. So the dude can yeah. dig a hole fast as hell. Yeah, dude, yeah. I feel like he dug that shit like ten minutes. Yeah, he was just—he was swift. You could tell he had a great technique. And I'm like, I feel like Daniel Day being so method and crazy. He probably took shovel digging classes, like he probably to did. get ready for that. Yeah, scene. yeah, and. <laughs> didn't he do like fashion design for, for uh, phantom threat phantom he literally threat, made yeah. dresses for like a year bro and yeah. they, they were like he got so good he actually probably could have did this as a career <laughs> that's the crazy wow. thing he's so talented at everything he's jumped in all these different fields to get ready for these roles and all the people he's trained with are like dude he could do this as a career yeah. you know like when yeah. he did the boxer the guy by the end of his training they're like bro daniel day lewis could go professionally middleweight fight they're like wow. the Duke and box, and when you watch the boxer, I'm like, this motherfucker's moving. I'm yeah. like, this man definitely studied and got technique down. He knows how to box. Like, I might, you might want to be cautious if you scrapped up with Daniel Day. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, he might knock you out. And then when he did last Mohicans, the dude built a canoe by himself. Really? You know? Yeah. And wow, everything he ate from the time he started to the time it was over, he hunted himself. And skinned and killed and wow. made it. Yeah. And it drove his family insane. Because <laughs> he'd come home, put his dirty boots on the table, you know, like Gaston type of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he had this meat and put his rifle on the table. And his wife and kids are like, Who are you? And he's like, you know, I'm a motherfucking Native American. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, that's I'm Hawkeye. I'm Hawkeye, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. freaking a killer. You know? I'm a beast. And they said the canoe was absolutely perfect. And they're like, it, it worked. You could hop out in the lake and take it out. 
And then, you know, because remember he retired and he made Italian shoes for a while. Really? And he was a great shoemaker. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they were like, bro, he made some of the best Italian shoes. And I'm like, is there anything you can't do, bro? Wow. Is there nothing you can't do? I'm like, you can do freaking everything. You learn how to paint with your toes. Oh, Who are you, bro? Y'all watch my left foot. I know. I oh, still I still so have So good. Um, it's, bro, I'm telling you, it's the only performance that's topping this one we're talking about. Yeah. Um, wow. But... So we'll talk about the final scene and then we'll get into the questions. Okay. So I know you like the final scene. I so, do like so the final talk scene. Talk about it. The final scene is when these two adversaries finally come back mm-hmm. together after like a decade. It's been at least 10 years. At yeah. least, yeah. And Eli, the, the preacher, is like groveling for money, mm-hmm. basically, from... The one man who he knows has it. Yes, and in abundance. Yeah, because he's because at this point Daniel is stupid rich. Yeah, and and I think Eli says something to the effect of this is my Cliff's Notes version, mm-hmm. but you know he like the world is full of temptations, yep. and he succumb to those temptations yep. god so, works in these ways and yes. he works i ask why does yeah. he do this he said i've said yeah yeah and it's like and honestly um i'm i'm not gonna say uh what daniel makes him say because that's like my favorite quote from it's always oh, one of the best it's, we'll save that yeah, for the movie quotes yeah yeah but but uh, Daniel Plainview makes him essentially, uh, I want to say, like kind of like emasculate himself yes. by denouncing everything he's put his life into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything he stands for, mm-hmm. but only in front of him. Yep. And he makes him do it over and over and over and then, again. It makes him intensify with yeah. each time too. Stand up. Yeah. Here's your congregation. Yeah. You know? And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, it is so great. And then. He just starts like we already talked about how he ridicules him about like how he's like just the afterbirth from mm-hmm. his mom's filth and all that stuff and how his brother was smarter, smarter one yeah. and and all that stuff and then he just like starts to like throw the the bowling pins at him. Does oh, he yeah. throw a bowling ball? He at throws him a ball at him bro. first. Yeah, first, he throws yeah. a ball and like and what's great about that scene? Fun fact. So, you know, Daniel Day is completely authentic and method. So and it was a real bowling ball. It was ball. a real bowling ball. He did not tell Paul Dano he was going to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Paul, so when you see Paul Dano, he's looking terrified. That's that's not acting. This yeah. motherfucker was scared as hell. I believe and Paul it. Dano was like, bro, I was. T- I had no idea. PTA knew. And he was yeah. like, don't tell him. Oh I, my God. He was like, just let it ride. He wanted the natural reaction. Yes, he did. And so, oh so he, he freaked. He was throwing them balls hard too. Yeah, he they was. were like, he almost hit him, bro. Yeah. And like, if you look at Paul Dano's face, bro, he, that's that's real terror. I was Is surprised he, the floor stayed in. Yo, for real, he was. Honest. Boom, yo, he ran up on that dude. He was because yeah. he was like about to jump over the thing. Yeah, the yeah, back, man. He and then was, he starts throwing the pins at him. Yeah, but before we before we say what he does yes. to wrap it up, we got to talk about. Paul comes to him and tells him he's got a deal for him 
to get a contract on the Bandy track. Oh, oh yes. One track that he couldn't get right. while he was running Little Boston. And yeah. it's the whole reason that Paul made Paul Dano's character made him grovel and beg in front of everyone and humiliate him yes. in front of all those people. Yes. It's the one track he couldn't get. And then he tells him it's his. He makes him he embarrasses him, even though it's just in front of them too. Yeah. And then tells him those fields have been had. And pretty much Every I own everything around that, so that shit is already pretty much mine. Yeah, what, what does he say? Runoff, drainage, drainage, yep, drainage. drainage. Yep, all drainage. Yep. He's yeah. like, yep. He's like, yep. He's like, naturally, I own everything around it, so I get everything underneath it. You understand that? And he's like, yeah. what? This is the brandy track. He's like, do you understand? He said, no, no, no. The better question is, do you understand? Yeah. He's like. He's like fucking. I drink your water every day. I drink the land. I drink the blood of Brandy's lamb, bro. He's yeah. like, yo. He's like, I drink your milkshake, and he gives a whole speech about if I have a. You, we both got oh, a milkshake. Yes. Yes. And if I got a straw, yes. and I and my straw can stretch all the way across the room, and I can drink your milkshake and mine. Who's winning essentially in this situation? Yes, yes, and right. pretty much tells this motherfucker, I ain't doing shit for you. And then goes totally insane on this man. And it's funny because he's doing all this while eating a steak with his bare hands and yeah. pounding. I don't know if it was water or vodka in that bottle. It had to have been vodka. And, yeah, because he was. I don't think it was water. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way he was. He was yeah, he was drunk. Eh? Yeah. I mean, he was on the floor, literally out cold, passed out. And then Paul screamed, Daniel, play you. The house is on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try to wake him up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, when he first gets there. Yeah. So he's like. Daniel's just, you know, he's completely lost it. And so, like you said, he starts chasing him with the balls and, you know, tell him what he does to him. He, uh, then he starts throwing the pins at him. Mm -hmm. And then he, I think he catches up to him. He hits him with one. And he knocks him on the head with with a pin. Yeah, and he falls down and he starts to beat the hell out of him with the pin. Beat him to death. Yeah. Like, you see the pin, you don't see him hitting him, but you see the pin in his hand as he brings it up each time he swings it. And you just see the thickness of blood increase yeah. every time he knocks it down. And and then they they kind of pan back <clears throat> and you see like Eli's head mm-hmm. or what's left of it. And then he just sits there. He's sitting there smiling. <laughs> and, and then the butler comes in and he's like, I'm finished. And I'm finishing it. And, the, and you know. That can be taken a lot of ways. Yeah, it can be. It can be. And, and I think I it was the you. perfect ending line for the film because that you can take that line in a million ways because it fits Daniel's situation so many times. But because, who's going to miss Eli at the same time? No one's going to miss Eli. You, you know, because you said his butler might be like his cleanup guy, like yeah. the wolf. In mm-hmm. Yep, the wolf. Yep. Yeah. The butler's definitely the cleanup guy. The but, He's like, hey, Jeeves. Yeah. Slides two grand in his lapel. Yeah. He's like, you know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This ain't the first time Daniel's killed somebody. So we can assume Daniel's killed more people since the last time he's killed. Yeah, you yeah. Know. <clears throat> I'm not saying he did, but he could have. And let's say forensics weren't as good as it is now. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely not. Yeah. You know, police work, detective work, everything. You know, yeah. everything. It was a lot easier to get away with stuff back then. So... Who's missing Daniel or who's missing Eli? Eli no yeah. one. No one's missing Eli, and he probably didn't tell anyone he where he was going. No, because he he's embarrassed. Want people to know. Yeah, yeah I mean, he ain't telling yeah. where he was going. So 
Eli just up and disappeared one day. And that's yeah. what the people are going to think. The church. And he looks Boston. just like this other dude, Paul. Yeah, he looks just <laughs> like Paul. And so I'm finished. It can go in, hey, you made a mistake. I'm finished with dinner. Yeah. It can go, hey, I've done everything I've wanted to do. I've killed the one enemy I had left. Yeah. I'm finished. I'm out the game. The I'm one running. guy that embarrassed me. Yep, him. the one guy that embarrassed me. I did it. Yeah, I got yeah. him back. He's done. You know, I'm finished. I'm finished with this life I'm living. I hate what I've become. I hate myself. This is insane. I'm finished could go in yeah. a thousand different ways in this yeah, movie. If the cops come, I'm, yep, I'm, finished. I'm finished. Yes, I'm finished. Yeah, yeah. If they come or not, he's rich. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. I'd be like, hey, Alfred, he broke in, right? He started threatening me for money, right? Yeah. Self-defense. Self-defense. And Alfred's going to be like, absolutely. And in a way. Alfred another 10 grand. It kind of was self-defense. Even no matter how you look at it, because he was defending his own honor that had been uh, tainted, you know, ten years, ten years before, before, yeah, at the uh, at the at the church, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and cops may not see it that way, but we yeah. do, yeah, 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 <laughs> but pride wise, pride wise, yeah. yeah. So that and that movie's ending, and you know, a lot of when it came out, a lot of filmmaker or a lot of film critics were. They're like, this is one of the best movies. We don't know about the ending. But now it's been out for a little bit. Now people see the genius in the ending. Yeah. and Because I, I, it is ambiguous in that way. It like, it's how is. you mm-hmm. interpret what, how he means what he says mm-hmm. and why he says it. It's a great ending. And it's just an all-time film. One of the best of all time, easily. I think it's got probably like an eight point. Let's see. Let's see what kind of scores it's got. Across I know it won stuff. a lot of awards. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, Daniel like, Day got Best Actor. Yeah, but, um, but like different, not just like the Oscars. Yeah, it won a bunch of random yeah, stuff. Yeah, different man. like film festivals and other awards. We got an eight point two on IMDb, wow. a ninety one on Rotten Tomatoes, and let's wow. see what it's got on Letterbox. I think it's got. It's probably like. At least a 4.4, I would think. Dude, I was checking out uh, Ralph Vader the other day. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's great. You got to. <laughs> I was like, I was just looking at all the films. Dude, I'm, I'm, that's not, you know, that's and, not and even like, all of them. Well, dude, I I just saw a few pages. Yeah, I'm like, there. there's a lot of I've, <laughs> I've seen quite a few. It has a 4.5 on Letterboxd. Out of what, five? Out of five. Wow. And four, that's, and that's probably a Letterboxd top 250. Um. It's an insane film, guys. It is, and it obviously. I hope you've seen it uh, if you're listening to this, because you know we just spoiled the whole damn movie. Well, but uh, yeah, but, but it's, it's still it's still yeah, have fun watching it. We have to see how it unfolds because mm-hmm. that's what the beauty of it is. Yeah, the evolution of Daniel. Yeah, because you know? I even said like you know we ask these questions now, right? You know Let's just get into them. Yeah, Let's get yeah. into them. So <clears throat> MVP of the film. Honestly, the f- I, I have three. Okay. Uh, the first one is the cinematographer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, the DP is insane. Because I realized, like, you know, as as great as my second MVP, Paul Thomas Anderson, is, mm-hmm. like, without the right cinematographer, you wouldn't have the effectiveness of every scene. Oh, like, yeah. Like, how, how the lighting, like, you were talking about the flames yep. in the mm-hmm. one scene, and... And everything, and even when the the one dude when they're swimming, and and insane. the and the one uh, 
thing goes up in flames. Oh, yeah, when like, the oil goes yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, oh, the oil rig goes up. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. Incredible. And I'm glad he shot it on film because it just looks so good. Like, bro, the shots when they're swimming, oh, yeah. beautiful, dude. The, yeah. oh, some great shots in this film. It's insane, yo. And so you got so your next MVP, you got PTA. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Those are I had three MVPs. My MVP, I picked one, Daniel Day, man. Oh, yeah. Like, and because, like, Obviously, PTA put his foot in this movie. You know what I mean? Oh, he yeah. did his thing, of course. And it's like, but I'm sorry, this film doesn't work with a lesser performance. And and honestly, um, for for one later, we usually like recast. Just I hate to jump ahead, but I can't think of anyone who could do this the way he did. No, no, no. I, we'll, honestly, no, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, when yeah, we'll get talk there, about but, it then. But I, yeah, no. The the way that he put everything into everything, it, everything, and it's like, and it feels it's like. When you see his performance, you feel like if you met Daniel Day Lewis, he should be like this. Yeah, yeah. It's like if he's not like this, like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like if you meet Brad Pitt and he's not like Tyler. Dude, if he ain't Tyler <laughs> or if he ain't Rusty, he ain't Rusty. You know, yeah, he could be a lot of a few different. I yeah. like him to be Cliff Booth, you know, if I'm meeting Brad. But I feel like Brad's one of the most chill dudes. Right? Yeah. He's probably just he's probably a joy to be around. But yeah, I got Daniel Day. He just he bodied the movie, man. He bodied it. He just yeah. How do you direct that? As like, PTA, because that was their first time working together. Oh, really? Like, yeah. It, it didn't seem like it. It didn't, right? It felt no. like you would think they did three, four movies together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was insane, right? He, so seamless. And I'm like, if you're PTA, what do you tell this guy? Yeah, he's like, like the greatest. Yeah, it's like he probably like, he probably should direct me on how to direct him. Like, you and know? you know what? I wonder if there was like that kind of uh, give and take and back and forth because of like, Maybe mutual respect. There's so, gotta be. So they probably helped each other to uh, to make it as as good as it was. Yeah, because you know, because Daniel Day, he said he really liked what he did in Punch Drunk Love, and that's oh. when he was convinced, like, this guy can direct me properly because he's wow. like, look what he did with Adam Sandler. So yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm just, and I'm sure he watched Boogie Nights and Magnolia and was like, okay, this guy's clearly very freaking talented. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm PTA. I'm nervous as hell. Oh like, yeah. That first day on set, I'd be like, what do I what do I say to this guy? Yeah. Do I just let him go and tell him if I want something different? Yeah, because I wonder how much prep time they had to like go over the script and they they, they just scenes. did it all on the phone. Really? Yeah. Cause cause uh Daniel Day was living in Ireland at the time. Okay. And so he was like, Hey, this is my Ireland project. I'm gonna invent this character and we're gonna touch base, you know, like once or twice a week and go over what I'm coming up with. And I guess PTA was like, bro, I trust you. So he just showed up on set and just and was Daniel playing view. And, and they were like blown away. Blown away. Yeah. Wow. He just pulled up and was like, let's do it. Let's wow. do this. Isn't that crazy? It is <laughs> like, crazy. Holy that's, hell. That's intense. That's intense. And yeah. like, you need a guy. It takes a Daniel Day caliber guy and a PTA caliber guy to yeah. pull this off. Because like, like we'll, we'll get to the, yeah, the characters, yeah. but th- it, it is insane. Like, because PTA was only, he's probably only like late thirties, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like ten years. This after is oh seven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's ten. Yeah, he's he's thirty six. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're thirty six directing this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and it's God damn to think about pulling that kind of film off at thirty. That's like a a filmmaker for like a fifty year old guy who's been making films for twenty plus years. Yeah, like I I don't even know if like Spielberg could pull. I don't off think Spielberg like could do that. 
And that sounds terrible. And that Spielberg sounds, can yeah, do he can do anything, but I just don't think he could do it to this level. Because he's directed Daniel Day to an Oscar win. But that movie, the only reason you watch that movie is because of Daniel Day. What, what film? Lincoln. Oh, that's right. It's a horrendous film, but Daniel Day is absolutely incredible, and he's the main reason you watch it. Yeah, yeah. He's I so good. But the movie ain't that great. It's okay. Tommy Lee Jones is really good in it, too. Um, you got a lot of cameos from young people. You got Adam Driver in there looking like a little baby, man. Really? Yeah. Bunch of young guys. Wow. But anywho. Yeah. So we'll move on. Peak yeah. season. Peak season. So who's who's the, whose mountaintop is this? I I honestly said Daniel Day Lewis and Paul Thomas. I said, I said, also, I said both of them. I was like, it's got to be both. They'll never, neither one of them will top this. Yeah. Um, And that's totally fine because they've both gotten close. But if this is the peak of your mountain, god damn, you're sitting on a nice, (laughs) you're sitting nice, (laughs) bro. You're on Everest. (laughs) Yeah, you're on Everest with no storms. You know, with plenty of oxygen left. Yeah. And you, yeah, you got a yeah. smooth, smooth trip down to the bottom. Because, yeah. like, Daniel Day, I'm sure if you asked him, like, what's your favorite role you've done? If he didn't say this, I'd be hella shocked, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd be really shocked. And if you ask PTA, although he said his favorite film he's made is The Master, I think he had the most fun making There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Or maybe think. Boogie Nights, but probably There Will Be Blood. Because, like, Boogie Nights, he was probably under hella stress. Yeah. You know, because he was, that was only his second film. That was a large crew, scale man. film. Yeah. Yeah. But by the time There Will Be Blood came out, he had enough experience under the belt to, like, know what he's doing. So he probably had a great time. And I'm sure he had a great time working with Paul and Daniel. Because, like, HW's character, Paul, Daniel, and PTA are pulling up. To this kid's little league yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and I watched an interview with HW now that he's an adult talk about it. And he said it was, you know, he's like, although I didn't really go far with acting because everything they wanted me in after that was like kid stuff. And he's like, how do you do a kid's movie after, after you do that? Yeah, he's yeah. like, I want something gritty. He's like, if I'm going to act, I want to be an actor. If not, dude, I'll just work for my dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. So, but he said Daniel Day was incredible. He said he was so nice to him, treated him well. PTA, he said he worked with me so well. He was like, Paul Dano was incredible. He said Paul Dano was really good with kids. Wow. He's like, they, you know, they treated me like a son on set. And he's like, and it's just crazy having freaking Daniel Day Lewis at your softball yeah, game, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, the other people are probably like, wait, what? Like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, bro. Is that Bill the Butcher? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm like, yo, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, oh hold God. up, bro. So, yeah, it's, it's insane. So, yeah, I'd have to say it's PTA and Daniel Day. So, we both agree on that. Best quotes. Oh, my my favorite quote from the entire film is, God is a superstition. I am a false prophet. I am a false prophet. And said yeah. over and over and louder and louder. Over, yes. and, 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 and what's great about that quote is it just shows you how religions escape goat for a lot of people. Yeah. Because this man had zero issues doing that. He didn't yeah. put up much of a fight. And and you notice because of what you said earlier, like Daniel Plainview was honest with people about what he was doing, how he was gonna do it, and what how they were gonna profit from it. Yep. So he wasn't a false prophet. He, wasn't. he actually fulfilled He filled what, fulfilled what, his prophecy, man. Yeah, yeah. What he said he was gonna <laughs> yeah. do. Whereas Eli, it's all you know, this may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. I, I always think of... Did you ever see Poltergeist 2? I never saw a second one. Okay, so in Poltergeist 2, there's like this 
ghost or like whatever of this doomsday preacher from probably like a hundred or so years before. And, you know, it's one of those things where all, all these people got sealed into a thing because they thought it was doomsday. Mm -hmm. And there's so many like doomsday preachers, I guess, over time that obviously they're wrong. We're still here. And now we're mm -hmm. talking about it. Yep. And, and that's what it sort of reminds me of those, those uh, kind of like TV preachers yeah. who like use people just for money. money yeah. You see them. Oh, get the collection plate going. Yeah. <laughs> Trusting God to provide for you. Yeah, but provide, I can trust you to provide, provide for, for me. me. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what? Mm -hmm. And and that kind of hypocrisy, I think is what Eli represents. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. it's a great quote that she pulled out, you know, yeah. um, I had that one too. So I won't go over. It. I had a few. Did you okay. have any more? No, just that one. Cause that's the one that like, I think, Sums everything up. Yeah, yeah. Because Daniel and Eli say it. Because Daniel tells him to say it, then Eli mm -hmm. says it. So, because Daniel knows it. Yeah, he's known yeah. it the whole time. Yeah, and Daniel's like, bro, I know. Daniel saw right through him from the jump. Yeah, he's like, bro, all you're interested in is money. That's why you're coming to me trying to up the deal I'm giving you. That's why you come to me asking me for a five thousand dollars signing bonus. You are a profiteer just like I am. Yeah, bro. he's like, hell, he's like, you just do it hiding behind your wall of religion where I'm just straight up, you yeah. know. But we're the same guy. So my quotes, I got the one I spoke of earlier. I see the worst in people. I a competition to me i want no one else to succeed and then of course i've abandoned my child oh yeah i've abandoned my boy yeah oh man he gets he, god that scene is that if he didn't win an oscar for anything else he did in the movie that scene you see it you see the pain you see him feel what he's saying in his face as yeah. he repeats it over and over yeah. and like and he at one point he looks at eli like I want to fucking kill you, dude. Yes, like when he he's does. on his knees, he's like, yeah. and then he starts slapping him. I was like, oh, uh, man. <laughs> and you kind of know, like, he laughs the first time because, yeah. you know, he's like, my God, I'm going to get you at some point. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow. That but... laugh was a foreshadow. He's like, I'm going to get you back, you son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I offered you $5,000 for this damn thing, bro. You know what 5K was in 1890, bro? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, shoot. That had to be like 30, 40 Gs now. Easily. Maybe if, even if more. If not more. Maybe even about, more. Maybe even like closer to 80 or 100, dude. Well, remember um, Fistful of Dollars, man. Those guys in the 18, oh, yeah. 80s or whatever, they're throwing around five hundred dollars a grand and yeah, i'm like oh, back then back like then, shoot that's shit now now i'll take 500 bucks yeah. you want to throw me extra 500 cool <laughs> yeah shit yeah yeah Man, back then you could retire mm -hmm. <laughs> so i got a couple more yeah go ahead i think if i saw that house now it'd make me sick when they're uh when Daniel's asking Henry about the farm and the house, and he's like telling him how he used to always want to live in that house and oh, grow. Yeah. And he's like, so, and he asked him, you know, would you make it like that now? And he's like, I think if I saw that house now, it'd make me sick. And I think for me, I think that symbolizes like I had such low aspirations yes. when I was young, and now he knows what that, he gave yeah. Up. But he's like now. That that place would make me vomit if that's where I ended up at. Yeah, and so I, I just that that always that line always stood out to me every time I watch it. I've seen this movie a million times. Uh, every day I drink the blood of the lamb from Brandy's track, bro. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, and, and, and Eli's just sitting there, just 
taking it all in. Stop crying, you sniveling ass. Yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> You're just the afterbirth that slithered out of your mother's filth. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, Daniel's full of quotes, so that, that's where I am my quotes. But he's, yeah, yeah. he's full of them. You know, all you need, son, is a nice, expensive meal. Two steaks. He's like, oh, you know, yeah, when, yeah. He's, when he gets drunk and yeah. stops on the dude, he oh, says, yeah. you look like a f- fool, don't you? He <laughs> was wasted, bro. God, he was so good in that fucking movie, dude. He's insane. All right. What's aged the best? I I honestly just said, I think because it's a period piece, mm-hmm. the whole film aged well. Yeah, it did. Because everything is in its own time. Mm-hmm. So nothing can really age badly because... It's specific to whatever time it takes place in over that course. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. For me, what's aged the best? Daniel Day's mustache. Ah. That thing is slick, bro. Yeah. It looks great. He's got great facial hair in that yeah. film. He does. He does. <laughs> I know it's a weird one to point out. No, but every no, time I watch it, I'm like, yo, he's his look is so crisp in this. It's yeah. the best look he's ever had. What's aged the worst? See, I I don't think anything could have only because, like I said, the time period in which it takes place, because uh, we don't know much about it. Like mm-hmm. if we'd see a film from like the nineties, like from a time period in which we already existed, yeah, we'd be able to point out mm-hmm. better. But since we can't, I think everything is just perfect in that film. I think, to be honest, I have what age the worst. Daniel Day cutting off. Daniel Plainview cutting off HW doesn't sit, oh. doesn't sit right with me at all. Well, it almost now in the context of filmmaking, nothing's aged bad. Yeah, yeah. But inside the film, because I had to find okay. something, yeah, so I yeah. found something, and but, that just always makes me sad when he cuts him off. I I love the scene, but I hate the scene. But I think it's another thing where he's just trying to make someone feel as bad as he feels because yep. he doesn't know how to properly. Uh, Handle his emotions. Yep, yep. He has no outlets. Yeah, so all he can do is make other people miserable. Yep. And I'm like, yep, he's like, I want to hurt you like you hurt me. Yeah, exactly. Because you're hurting me right now. Yeah, but see, HW didn't know he was hurting him. He didn't. So if there would have been better communication, I think it would have ended differently. Yeah. But, so I don't know if that aged badly or if... There should have been more context to it. There should have been. Yes. Yeah, but so, I just still hate watching it. Yeah. Especially yeah. when he's a like, bastard when, from a bastard. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And then when he's like, say it, no. I don't want to hear your little flapping puppet. You uh, say it to him. I'm like, God, why are you going to talk to yeah, him like that, you dude? You make a deaf guy speak. Yeah, and he's deaf because of your fucking contraption. Yeah, you, yeah. you caused You let him play on a damn oil derrick. Like, yeah, who yeah. lets a. 11 12 year old kid playing an oil there and that scene is shot very well um oh yeah when, dude, it, when it happens and then dude when he's the long sweeping shot when he's carrying hw back to the freaking cabin yeah, is yeah. so good bro oh man anywho yeah um so best characters it's pretty obvious right yeah yeah i mean we've been talking about daniel plain yeah the whole time i think he's the best and the worst probably yeah. for what we were just talking about yeah because what he ends up doing to people in order to maintain his status that he set for himself. Yep. And and obviously Eli would be probably the worst character mm-hmm. because of what he represents. He represents, I think, more greed yep. and selfishness than even Daniel. Does. I think so too. Yeah. And deceit. 
Yes, you know? yeah. Um, I had best characters. I had Daniel and HW. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought HW was great. Well, HW is like the best of Daniel. Yeah, he's the good parts yeah, of Daniel parts, in, a, yeah. in a different being. It's kind of like how uh, Dick Grayson is like the best of Batman. Batman, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's yeah. a good example, yes. Worst characters, Eli Sunday yes. and Henry. Oh, yeah, brother. Henry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was trying to manipulate yep. and use him. Just for for his own selfish game, yeah, and, yeah. and in a terrible way because you're trying to lie to this dude, make him think you're our family. Like, come on, yeah. Because I I feel like if if Henry would have came to him like, listen, bro, I got something you might be interested in. I know a guy who says he's your brother, and here's his diary. Read it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, while I'm here, you think you got any work for me? You know, I'm a good worker. Your brother would have vouched for me, you know. And Daniel probably would have threw him a bone and at least gave him a job. And who knows? They probably could have became friends. And because he'd be like, you know, this is probably the last living link to my brother. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I will. Obviously, he's not going to treat you as good as he would a blood brother. But you may have been able to get into a circle at least. Yeah. So I think there was uh, a few stories made into films. One, I think it was a French movie, The Return of Martin Guerre. I think Gerard Depardieu was in it like 30 years ago. And it's about a guy returning like from something. I don't know if it was a war, but he pretends to be somebody else because nobody remembers what the dude looked like. Oh, wow. And there was a Richard Gere and Jodie Foster movie. Oh, I love Jodie. And I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was the same basic story. Okay. I think he was pretending to be someone that he wasn't because they couldn't remember because it had been so long. Since the guy left, maybe that was like a Civil War movie or something. Okay, oh man, Richie G. Yeah, and Civil War soldiers used to buy photographs of soldiers who looked almost like them mm-hmm. because they couldn't afford the act the actual photographs. Yeah, smart. Yeah, he so. kind of looked like me. Yeah, <coughs> so a lot of he's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's white. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's funny. So <laughs> recast. Oh, Who you got? You know, I I'm, honestly, I just wrote down one thing. How can it be done? Just because, like... That's an all-time performance. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to start with Daniel Plainview. Yep. And I can't think of any... Well, plus, Daniel Day-Lewis is still alive and around. Yeah. But, like, who, who right now is good enough to be able to pull off that kind of intensity and commitment to that performance? Like, we, like when we were texting about it, I told you the only person I even have that could even possibly come close is Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's the only, and he's he's a little too old to play it now. Yeah, now. So, but back then, say PTA couldn't get Daniel Day. Yeah, he would. Geo would have been the guy for yeah. sure. He would have been the right age and everything. So, yeah, uh, that's the only other person I could think of. There is not he's, one right. actor right now. He's the only guy who would be as committed. Yeah, like because I was thinking about. I was thinking Josh Brolin could bring a lot to this character, yeah. but not as much as Daniel Day. Yeah. I just don't think Josh Brolin has the intensity Daniel Day has. Yeah. But he's a great actor, and I do love him, and I think he could have the look and the vibe down, but... He would have the look, mm-hmm. definitely, and and he might seem intense, but how would he do like with the emotional stuff? Yes. Cause, like, that's the... Because Josh Brolin's that... A-tier talent actor, but Daniel Day's in a class of his own. Yeah. So it's like Daniel Day's sitting up there with like maybe one or two other people. Yeah. Whereas Josh Brolin's in a pool with a lot of talented guys. He can pull off some stuff, but 
Yeah. When, when you see people in that, that next step up do something, it's hard to unsee it. Yeah. So I felt like it, I feel like you. It's almost hard. It's almost almost disrespectful <laughs> to even think about yeah. recasting him. But I yeah. said I could only cast him time appropriate. Two thousand seven, Gary Oldman. Yeah. For Eli, I think I got a good one. Okay. Toby Maguire. You know what? Toby Maguire would be great. I think he could pull Even it like off. right now. Yes, even right now. Yeah, Watch yeah. him in Babylon. Da- da- uh, Damien Chazelle news- yeah. Chazelle's newest movie. You you see exactly what I mean, bro. Well, I'm thinking of him even from like uh, Brothers. From like Wonder Boys, um, The Cider House Rules, mm-hmm. and like even Pleasantville. Pleasantville was around. Pleasantville. That was maybe like a three year period for those three films. And. Yeah, like pre-Spider Man. Yeah, Toby. pre-Spider Man. Toby like, would have like been good. He he would have been great because he had all the uh, independent film experience. Yep. I'm like he he can get gritty. He yeah, can get yeah. Gritty. I'm like, and I just I like his look for that. He has that plain kind of wholesome country boy American boy look yeah. to him. You know, and even uh, <laughs> even Andrew Garfield says in No Way Home, "Do you always dress dress like a hip youth pastor?" Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Andrew Garfield could play him. Actually, yeah. He could play him. Look, Andrew Garfield, I think he, he, he could play anything. anything. That's yeah. all I was learning. He's great. Yeah. Man. He could he could play him. Um, do you have anybody for Eli? You know what? I I, I didn't even want to think about it because I know Paul Dano now could do just as good he as could, yeah, he still because he still looks the freaking same yeah. too. He's barely and, aged. And you mentioned it earlier, as great as he was as the Riddler. If he put that into Eli, oh man, he yeah. he be he be really giving Daniel Day yeah. a run, not a big run, but a run. For yeah, his yeah, you know what I mean. You know, he'd be like, okay, this kid's this kid's going at it with me. Yeah, like like a more mature Paul Dana. Mm-hmm. Because he his look hasn't really. Changed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty much looks the same. You yeah, know what yeah. Man? All right, so nitpicks. I only got one, and we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Why does he leave the tools in the hole yeah. when he blows it up? I, I just don't get that. I yeah. never got that. I'm like, every time I watch this, I'm like, bro, why do you leave the tools in the hole, bro? That that might actually be the only nitpick I would have to say, too, because everything else happens and has a purpose. It's perfection. For no scene is out of place. No. There's not one frame you can cut. Everything is in its place. Yeah. Like, when he was trimming that movie down, he probably felt like, how can I even trim it to what I trimmed it to? Yeah. You know, he was, he probably, if, PTA, if you ask him, he's like, there will be blush be three and a half hours. Yes. Yeah. And I'd watch it. I'd watch it all. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I'm like. So getting it to 250 was probably hard. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's some scenes Daniel Day murdered we never even got to see. Yeah. You know, so I got, I got no nitpicks there. Yeah. So let's grade it. There will be blood. It has to be an A plus. A plus. Right? That's, there's no question. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even. A plus plus. And, and 11 out of 10. 11 right? out of 10. I'm Isn't like, that it's, it's, a, it's a beast. It gets it's extra credit. It does get extra credit. <laughs> it's it's an all timer. It's yeah. an all timer. It's one of the best character studies ever made. Um, so, next up, we'll jump right in. Oh, The Master. The Master. Was it 2012, 13? Um, I think 2012. 12, yeah. yep. 2012, starring. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. brother of the late Great River, and the late, super great Philip Seymour Hoffman, dude. Yes. Who, to this day, even though this dude's been dead for like six, seven years, to this day, I, it still makes me just so upset that that man, I won't see that man in the new PTA movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just so incredible. 
So the master. Yes. It's about. <sighs> you really love this movie. I love right? this movie, guys. Yeah. I do love the master. I was blown away when I first saw it. And every time I watch it, I'm blown away. And it's something about it. It has a charm to it that yes. other PTA films don't. And it's not that other P- PTA films don't have a charm. This one just has a different charm. And it has a... For a film as grand as it is, it's a very intimate film. Yeah. And very close-knit. Because it's about, essentially... It's really about two men and their relationship on their own personal spiritual journeys. Yeah. Because that's how I take the master. It's two guys yeah. who found each other in a very particular time in each other's lives. And and in much the same way that There Will Be Blood is like an anti-Western, mm-hmm. this film is almost like an anti-war film. Uh-huh. And, and and I don't mean like it's against war, but it shows... It shows the dark sides and the yeah, aftermath. The, yeah, the PTSD mm-hmm. from... Because he... Um, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix's character... He's, uh, you know, he was in the Navy in World War yep. II. And and apparently even his life before that was fucked up. It was up. fucked, yeah. He was fucked from the jump. So so not only does he have, like, PTSD from his family life before that, but from being in the Navy, and he's just really messed up he's when, messed when up, they meet. Man. He is so messed up. Yeah. But he's so messed up. But God, there's such a charm to this character in this performance. There you is, gotta yeah. love Freddy. I love yeah. Freddy. I did. I love yeah. Freddy and Lancaster, honestly. Yeah. I love both of them. I love them as a pair, and I like them on their own, too. Yeah. Even though they both represented and stood for very different things. And I don't necessarily know I agree with either of them. Yeah. But I think that's why they admired each other, though, because oh, yeah. I think they both liked what each one stood for yep. but they knew that they, they didn't possess themselves. Mm-hmm. and that's why i don't think it's like uh it's like a, a homoerotic kind of relationship i think it's an admiration that's what i said too because yeah, yeah. a lot of people have said this is has some homoerotic themes to it in particular there's a scene where you know lancaster's in the bathroom and amy adams plays his wife and she comes in and she does something for him. I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna say what it is on the on the cast because it is a little inappropriate. But she does a, a sexual favor for him, and she has a discussion with him while she's doing it, and it's essentially telling him, "Stop lusting over this man." Oh, is that really what she said? That's that's how I took it. Okay, because she. When we're done here, YouTube that scene and listen carefully to what she says while she's doing it. Um, Which you never see them to ever do anything, you know, that crosses the line on a, would make me think they were gay. But there is a scene when Freddie gets out of jail when they wrestle in the grass. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were like, whoa. I only do that with a guy I was interested in. And I'm well, like, no, bro, you ain't never wrestled with your boy. Yeah, back <laughs> then, this is the 1950s. Yeah, dude, that's like, it's bro, not, that was normal. That yeah. male testosterone, yeah, yeah Paul, I'm yeah. gonna get you, you know. So I, I never saw it like that. But yeah, but so getting into the plot a little bit. So you got Joaquin Phoenix's character. His name's Freddie, and he is a World War II vet. And when you see him. Well, the first of all, first of all, the opening shots of this film are just freaking gorgeous. Yeah, on the beach. Yes. Yeah. I just had to bring that because if you like, if you're a sucker for cinematography and good acting, this is your movie. 
okay? Because this, if you don't take anything away from these two films. First thing is acting, second thing is cinematography, and the third thing is the score. Even if the story doesn't resonate with you at all, there is too much to admire about this film to write it off. Because I know this film isn't for everybody, and I know a lot of people had a lot of issues with it. Because it is a strange film. It's not, yeah. it's not a typical PTA film. And I love that about it. And I love the experimented a lot with this film, but I do think it works a lot. But Freddie is when we meet him, he's essentially a photographer at a mall. Yeah. And yeah, in a big department big store. Big department store. Yeah. You know, and you know, back then in the fifties, that was huge. Like that was a yeah. big money maker. People got their pictures yeah. taken for every little event, you know. Yeah. And so Freddie, you can tell he's not all the way in the head. You know, right away, he talks very strange. He's very, he seems like very unpredictable, loose cannon type of guy that can just snap at any minute. And he's a terrible drunk. And not only is he a terrible drunk, he makes his own liquor. Oh, he does. You're right. Yeah, which is actually quite a big plot point. Um, Yeah, because I guess he started that in the Navy. Yeah, and so he was hustling the Navy, making the stuff. And I don't know if you remember how him and Lancaster meet. He goes out and he gets drunk with that Spanish guy. And he gets so, the Spanish guy gets so drunk, oh, all yeah. those people think he poisoned him. Yeah. So he runs and hides on the ship. Yeah. And right. so there's a cruise ship, a beautiful cruise ship, and he ends up essentially becoming a stowaway on. Yeah. And they find him, and but he's got the booze. And Lancaster died, the guy running everything, played by Philip Seymour. He's taking a liking to him and his talent for making alcohol so he wants more and while they're discussing things and he's making them alcohol these two start to form one of the most unique and interesting friendships you're ever gonna see because these guys couldn't be more different yeah you got a war vet suffering tremendously from ptsd and you have a cult leader who essentially thinks he knows everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume it's like the beginning Scientology. of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it so, is. So the L and L Ron Hubbard is like. Uh huh. Yes. Yes, it okay. is. Yeah. So I mean, and PTA has he's he says like, listen, I may have had certain things in mind while I was writing this, but don't take it a hundred percent. This is this or this is that. He's yeah. like, I use elements from a lot of different things, and just I just want you to take it for what it is in the context of the film. Yeah. Don't try and relate it to real life too much. Yeah. Cause you know, he showed his boy, you know, Tom Cruise's movie. Cause you know, oh, they work together on yeah, Magnolia. Magnolia. They're actually quite good friends. He brought him to his house, screened it for him before anyone else saw it. So he's, like, I want you to see it from me first. So you don't have to feel any type of way about this film. Cause I already know what people are going to say. Yeah. And Tom was, he, he said he did like the film, but he did. He was a little offended, okay, you know. And, really? and, and he and he they they talked it out like men, and they discussed yeah. it. And he's like, "Listen, Tom, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm still gonna put my fucking movie out." Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted. Yeah. I, but Tom, of course, like, I respect you coming to me and showing me. I appreciate that. I ain't gotta open the tabloids and see PTA taking shots at Tom Cruise with, with yeah. the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's that's exactly what it's like. It is obviously very Scientology like. Very cult-like. And the people on the ship, they all do whatever Lancaster says. Yeah. Amy Adams plays his wife. Plays an incredible role. Yeah, super, she's great. Super, super weird. Hated yes. her character. Loved her performance. Yeah. Um, she's weird. Everybody there is weird. And 
But Freddie essentially drinks the Kool-Aid metaphorically and physically. Yeah. And he ends up making, he ends the, Kool-Aid. Up making the Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah. Really. And one of my favorite scenes, probably is my favorite scene in the movie besides the ending, is when Freddie and Lancaster are on the boat and they're drinking and they're pounding them shots. And he's giving them the rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, what intensity, what acting talent. Yeah. That. The chemistry between those two, you would have thought they had made 25 movies together. They yeah. felt like, they really felt like people who knew each other for real. And that was their first, first film together? Film together. Wow. Insanity. So I'm like, my Lord. And so, my God, the conversation that's had in that scene, they both, well, actually, no, I'll say Lancaster really gets to know a lot about Freddie in that moment. And I believe that Lancaster, although he did like him, because there's a line where he tells him, you're the bravest boy I've ever met in that scene. I think he saw someone he could manipulate. Yeah. Because this guy is lost. He's vulnerable. He has no one in his life. He's a complete drunk. And who else better to get to be a foot soldier for your army? Yeah. You can feed... This is how gangs start. This is how and he's essentially a blunt instrument. He's a blunt instrument. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. This is how this is how people get kids in gangs. Yeah. You know, you find a person with nothing, a kid with nothing, offer him a family, offer him a home, and now they're looking at you like dad, and they're willing to do anything for you. Yeah. I just realized Joaquin Phoenix might be able to play Daniel Plainview if we recast it. He could. I, I, I think the realized, talent's there. Yeah. Yeah. Talent wise, talent he, is there. He might be the only one. Like right now, right now yeah. especially after Arthur, like oh yeah, after, my the, God. after, Joker, after yeah. that, like holy hell, yeah. Anyway, sorry, it just hit me as as I was thinking about that scene. I'm like, you know what? He could probably play him. He could, yeah. and now he's like, he'd be a good age to play him right now. Yeah, he, maybe yeah. a little bit old, but like he's still he could we dye him up and stuff. Yeah, you gotta lose some weight on because he got chunky for Bo is afraid. Yeah. Um, but he takes his essentially this young kid. I mean, Freddie's not a kid, but he has the mind of a kid. Yes, I was like, he has the mind of a kid. His growth, I think because of whatever happened to him before, and they never actually show it. Mm -hmm. Like, like before he would have joined the Navy. Something stunted his maturity Yeah, Yeah, his his emotional growth Mm -hmm. was stunted somewhere. So whatever age he was when whatever happened happened to him, that's how old he is mentally yeah. and emotionally. He feels like he's like a sixteen-year-old, yeah, fifteen-year-old, yeah. you know. It, but yeah, because always talking about women, and women, about women boobs, and, and yeah, and vaginas, and, yeah. and they're showing him the pictures. Yeah, and everything yeah. he says, he compares it to a female body part. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, the, and he pictures all the women naked. Yeah, yeah, he makes the the naked lady sandcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like, dude, you're in your like. 20s or 30s. He's, he's supposed to be like 28 or 9. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to definitely like, be like mid late 20s. It's like, easily. dude, you have to be past that. Yeah, that it's like. Or just keep it in your head. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we all <laughs> see him and think about him, but yeah, yeah keep it up here, you know? Yeah. It was like, just funny, but, you know, so from that moment, though, on the boat, their relationship, it just continues to grow in a weird way, almost getting into unhealthy territories. Yeah, because doesn't. Uh, Lancaster like change certain parts of the second book after yes, talking with Freddie. Yes, and, and that like, is and Laura Dern is upset. With yes, that. Laura Dern, who she's always great, yeah. even in these cameos she's been doing lately. Yeah, she's upset with him, and it's like, and she even says like, "Bro, 
this discredits pretty much everything you yeah. said, bro. Like, yeah. why would anyone read this? Like, yeah. and it's like, yo, and Freddie, it's that moment when Freddie's starting to realize this this might be a bunch of bull. Yeah, because his son, his own yeah, his son, son, even yeah. tells him he's like, you know, he's making this shit up, and yeah. Freddie's like, what'd you say? I'll knock you out. You don't talk about your daddy like that, you know? Because Freddie is a protective guy. He does love Lancaster, like, yeah, yeah. Because you know, yes. see when the cops show up, he goes fucking ape shit. Oh, you know? he does. So, yeah. but Freddie, as as things go on, Freddie drinks the Kool Aid and gets deep. He gets in deep with the family and. Everything seems cool at first. Everything yeah. seems fun. But we all know this is not going to go somewhere great. You can no. see the writing on the walls. Yeah, because they're, like, trying to get him to, like, stop boozing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. They're trying to change essentially everything he is. Yeah. Even though what I am is what made you take an interest in me. Yeah, so it's it almost – you're right. It's like in relationships. Like, if you loved me, you would change. Yeah. But why – did you find well, love yes, to begin to with? Begin with. Why yes. do you want me to change? That's exact, bro. That's and, and you know what? That may be another reason why people took it in a homoerotic way because Lancaster was trying to change him. Now, a lot of influence was coming from his wife. Yes, because she was not down with the I drugs she, and the. Alcohol. I think she was actually the puppet master. She was a lot. She Believe was, especially at the end when they're in the UK and yes. like she's being a total bitch. Yeah, and I'm like. This man just flew out here to give you some cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's how it ended that's up. Right, right? Like pretty much, he I can't even more give you some cigarettes because he he's still looking for a place where he's accepted, where he's for, accepted who he for who he is. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and that's that's the beauty of this film. Like, it's a movie about finding oneself and what that journey may look like in a weird world. Yeah, and and what you're willing to compromise or not compromise to fit in. Yep, for your own happiness and to fit in, because yeah. to fit in, you are going to compromise yourself. You know, like, we could just compare it to a popular person in high school. So somebody like Molly Ringwald's character from The Breakfast Club, she yeah. might like some quirky, weird stuff, but she'll never admit that to her friends. No, Because no. they're going to judge her for it. So... Of course, you're willing to omit certain things about your personality in order to fit in. Yeah. So, and that's the prime example. How much are you willing to? How much are you willing to change about yourself? Like, because after a while, you're gonna feel like a fake person. Yeah. So, and and that's how um, Freddie was starting to feel. And I think that Freddie, you know, although he did, I do think he did love Lancaster because he clearly craved a father figure or at yeah. least an older brother. Yeah, yeah, one or the other, because yeah. although they're Joaquin Philip Seymour are probably the same age, Philip Seymour is definitely supposed to be at least fifteen years older than yeah, him. He always looked, yeah, older. he always looked old. Yeah, he yeah. looked old in Boogie Nights. He was like twenty four yeah. or five, you know. Really, I think so. Yeah, God, I mean, he, he looked like, forty. Yeah, he looked old, bro. Yeah. I think he was like, <laughs> wow, he was like twenty five. It might just movie. be his hairline. It's the hairline that don't yeah. help. The hairline don't help. But he just he's an older face. He yeah. just hasn't. And not elderly, but a, just a mature look. Kind of, kind of weathered. Like, yeah, weathered, and but he's looked like that forever. Like up yeah. until he died, he's looked like that from the '90s all the way up to the 2010s. So yeah. you know, it is what it is. But I think uh, Freddie and and Lancaster's relationship. I think a lot of people have had relationships like that in their life. I've had an older friend in my life who we got really close really fast and bonded and clicked, and then. Over time, I started to realize things about this person that may not be good for me. I've had to eliminate that person from my life, from my own well-being. Yeah. Still love and care about that person, but some of the things you do and stand for, I can't be behind, so I got to love you from a distance. 
And that's what it comes to with Freddie. And yeah. that's what he realizes Mike's risk is even when he's getting ready to leave the UK, he tells him, you know, essentially I got to go do my own thing, but you know, I hope we do meet up again in, in the next in the, life. Yeah, in the next and life. And he's like, if I see you in the next life, you will be my sworn enemy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, goddamn, who's the mature one here? Who really grew on this journey? Freddie grew. But he's smiling when he says it, though. He is, but which is weird to me. Like, it's sinister, though. It man. is very sinister. Like, I don't because it's like I don't think you're being sorry. I think you're like either you take me all now or. Or nothing at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was all or nothing with Lancaster. Yeah, it was. And Freddie was realizing, like, you know, it can't always be like that. Yeah, you have to take me as I am. Why do I have to give all of myself to you, but you give none of yourself to me? Yeah. So it the relationship after a while. At first, Freddie felt like this guy's doing everything for me, and after a while, Freddie's starting to feel used. Yeah. He's starting to feel like. Well, who the hell am I to this guy? You know, am I just another puppet, another foot soldier for you? Because even though Lancaster doesn't tell Freddie and um, Rami Malik's character to go and beat up the guy who criticized him at the uh, the book hearing, oh, Freddie does. Yeah, he go and he uh, Lancaster knew he would he would do something. Oh yeah, so I didn't have to tell him. He's like, but because I didn't tell him, now I can reprimand him and still maintain control. Yeah, so. It was all. He knew who Freddie was. He knew who Freddie was. He knew Freddie would snap. He knew he yeah. would do it. And I, lo- I love that scene. They're like, uh, "We got some free." He's like, "It's two o'clock in the morning." Yeah, <laughs> that's a great scene. And I, I love that. I love the scene where he's criticizing him because Philip Seymour is, is dialing it up in that scene with the acting. You know, when, when he calls him a pig fuck, I'm like, "Oh man, oh, that's dude." That's one, one of my favorite. Clothes. Yo, that was one that's of my, my favorite. favorite yeah, that was one of my yeah. favorite. I was like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, even though I'm I'm technically on this guy's side because what you're saying literally makes no sense. But what he says to the guy, that, that's actually my favorite quote, so I, I want to save it. But what he says to him, I want to say to people so many times. Because how many times do people ask you stuff they already know the answer to? Yes, yes. He's like, why? Yep, why? Yeah. We'll get yeah, yeah, the yeah, quotes. We'll, we'll get say that. that for the quotes. Yes, oh, that, that's a good I could feel the... So I'm like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. You can feel that. Yes. Now, is is Lan- Lancaster, is he sort of the logical evolution of the type of person that Eli was a couple decades before? He might be. You know what he I mean? He is. He yeah. is. He absolutely is. Yeah. And you know what? I never thought about that. Those two characters are very comparable. They are. You know, That's what I was thinking. They are very watching. comparable. They're essentially the exact same guy. But like you said, he's evolved essentially and yeah. mastered this more. Yeah. So and maybe that. Maybe this one's called the master. master. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, they called him the master anyway. But yeah, but in the film, but that in the could context be what it is. of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Because God. cult, you know, cults and uh, and religion are sort of they're, the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah. They're because you wouldn't have a cult if you wouldn't have uh, a religion. And I think religion is different from spirituality. Mm-hmm. Just to throw that out there. A religion has like the the groundwork, groundwork yep. yeah, and then cults just kind of build upon that and and use it and abuse it. Mm-hmm. I mean, every religion was a cult at one point. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? It, it started yeah. small. Yeah, everything started small. Yeah, you know, and then it grew to the point where now it's not a cult. Now it's a religion. Now it's a way of life. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, but at some point through history, a group of guys sat around 
and one of them had some ideas, and he got the rest of them to go along with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, look, look at Charlie Manson, bro. You give people yeah. ass and tell them shit, they'll follow you. Well, I, someone said something to me the other day about something someone else said, and I was like, I just said this off the top of my head, and it made so much sense after I said it. If believing anything this person says is a religion, I would be an atheist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah. That's a good life quote. I'll probably start throwing that around. Yeah. If, if believing anything you say, like whoever it is, yeah. I, I, I'm an atheist. Yep. I, I ain't listening to your yeah, ass at all. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I know you too well to believe you. Hell yeah. But, so, but I think that's sort of how it, it goes along. If you don't feel that way, like... You'll believe what someone says because why would they lie to you? Yeah. And I think that's who Freddie is. He's trusting and naive starting out. Yes. And then, like you said, by the end, he's like, uh, why, like you said, why, if, why do I have to give all of me mm-hmm. and you give me nothing mm-hmm. and you just use me and then throw me out? Yep. And then, like, because especially in, when it really clicks, because, like, obviously we know Freddie's Probably craving a father, brotherly, just a family type figure. I'm craving a family. And and honestly, you know, you need, uh, you need testosterone in your life, and you need estrogen, you need estrogen in your life for that balance. For the balance, yeah. And and his life was really unbalanced. Oh yeah, I mean, look how he look how he went about women. Yeah, you know, he exactly. was so. It was like he's never asked a girl in his life. Like he asked the yeah. girl to come down to his dark room and get drunk off his weird alcohol and yeah. tried to like hook up with it was just yeah, so yeah. uncomfortable. I yeah. was like, if I was a girl like that, I gotta go too. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not good in social situations. Yeah, not at all. Like, but he's never had probably that balance in his life. So he knows how to how to treat women, but also how to get along with men. Yeah. Yeah. So and that and that's coming from the military too. Yeah, yeah. You know, being surrounded by men, you're yeah. seamen, you know. Yeah, Navy you're surrounded seals. by seamen. Yep, you're surrounded <laughs> by seamen. So And and they don't really how are they gonna treat women when they're on leave? Yeah. Yeah. Not very nice. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're like, look, I'm just trying to have as much fun as I yes. can and yes. get through this shit. So yeah. yeah, I mean but you see Freddie evolve with each major event in the film. So like we yes. just discussed him. Going and beating up the guy, and yeah. then the next major point is when they go to jail. Yeah, and his son is Lancaster's son is talking to Freddie, and Freddie's like, "You should be so happy as your dad and lucky." And he's yeah. like, "That motherfucker's a piece of shit. He's making all this shit up." And and Freddie gets highly offended. You're not gonna talk about your dad like that. So the point of Freddie's ready to fight the kid. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and they're in Philly actually at the time. Yeah, and. The cops pull up and essentially accuse them of uh, what well, was essentially stealing money yes. from these organizations. Yeah. And so Lancaster gets arrested and Freddie ain't having it. You know, he goes insane. Gotta give it to him. Do fall like seven cops. He, did, he was yeah, going yeah. crazy. Honestly, it sounds terrible because it was the 50s. Thank God he was white. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I mean, dude, I mean, look, yeah. Freddie. Listen, Freddie wouldn't have did that if he was black in the fifties. Yeah, he'd be like, "All right, Lance, Lance I'll see you." You're on your own, out. brother. He'd probably actually go inside. Yeah, you know? he's like, "I'm out of here, buddy." Yeah, yeah I'm, I gotta hide until the berries and cherries go away. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Freddie goes crazy, and of course, he gets arrested too. Yeah, and in this moment is the turning point. Yeah, when they're in jail. When again. they're in jail. Yeah, and they have a crazy argument where they both lay out what they think is wrong with each other, character flaws, everything. 
and Freddy loses goddamn mind and destroys a jail cell. First of all, any toilet that breaks that easy, I don't want. <laughs> yeah. All right. I feel like he spit on it and shattered. Like, yeah. But he did kick it kind of hard. But he destroyed the bed. He destroyed the toilet. And where are the cops at? You know That's a good question. Like, yeah, you can you hear another hear cellmate it. yelling, but where yeah. are the cops? I'd immediately be like, what? You hear ceramic shattering. Like, yeah. I'd be like, dude, what is happening? That's, know, a, that's a thumper dump. Yeah. That's what that is, man. And it's like, it. now you're going to have to piss on yourself, buddy. Good job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these guys are in jail, and they, like, Lancaster tells Freddie, he's like, no one likes you but me. Yeah. No one likes you but me. And Freddie tells him, you're making all your bullshit up. This shit is fake. Yada, yada. And so I'm guessing Freddie had to stay in jail longer for assault on yeah. officers oh, and yeah. probably destroying the cell. Yeah. Because Lancaster probably. gets out before him. He does. And they await his arrival and they have a nice little bro out moment. And but it seems like Lancaster is the only one who wanted him back. Oh, he is. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Because remember, like, but see, remember. The daughter was a little bitch. Oh, she, she tried to trying. get at him, and yeah. he said no, being a good guy. Yeah, and she and got mad and tried to make it seem like, like he, he was trying to, you know, do stuff. Yeah, and so you got Rami Malek's character denouncing him. The daughter denounced him. The wife denounced him because she don't like that he's drunk. Yeah. and she obvi- and she knows. And like I said, I think where the homoeroticism does come in, I don't feel they had any chemistry there, but where I think people saw that is Philip Seymour was so enamored with this young man. Yeah. And she's like, bro, he he wants to go wank in the bathroom instead of coming laying with me. Yeah. And he's thinking about this boy all the time. Well, she was pregnant at the time, though. You're still getting it in. Well, I know, but who knows what type of, uh, if she had any issues or not. I don't think she did. She probably didn't, but I'm just saying. Because she seemed pretty mad. Because if she she had issues, she probably, oh, yeah, go in the bathroom and. I'm surprised they weren't playing the song uh, Hand Job (laughs) in that scene. Or Does, doesn't fit the time period. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Willie and the Hand Drive came out in the 50s. We did it? Yeah. Okay, okay. And Born a Hand Drive was in Greece. I don't know if that was a remake of a 50s song or not. We'll ask PTA uh, yeah. on the director's cut, throw that yeah. in. He'll be like, fuck off. I mean, Billy Squire had stroked me. <laughs> but that was like the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, my Lord. But that was about an ego. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this could have been what she was actually doing. Because I, I do feel that she was really the brains behind everything. She was. But because of the time period. The man needed to be the voice. Yeah. yeah. And and with. Because uh, she was like behind the scenes. Yeah. She was the one orchestrating stuff and telling everybody what they're going to yeah. do and what they aren't going to do. And she was. Because you know, she probably didn't tell Lancaster she was going to have that conversation with him. Oh, yeah. And if, she found out, and if he found out, he probably wouldn't say anything about it. And and the thing is too, like, I don't think she realized because she wanted Freddie to stop drinking, but he's self medicating. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't know because even the the army psychologist, because you said like the Rorschach test, he's yeah. like a vagina, yeah, yeah, and uh, a penis entering a vagina, yeah, <laughs> you know, and and it's like, what did they do to actually help him? I feel like nothing, <laughs> and, and and we even said this before, like this role definitely got him. Arthur Fleck and Joe. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's the same kind of story, like how society abandons the mentally ill, mentally Ill. Mm-hmm. and doesn't really help them. They try to placate, 
whatever, but they don't actually help. They don't actually help. And then they send them out free and they have no yeah. idea what they're doing. It's like pain meds. It just covers up the pain. It doesn't cure it. You know what? That's insane. I, yeah. Those two characters really do parallel quite well. They do. Um, I can believe it watching it, especially yeah. the way he was standing at some Part yes, with like, the way he moves his his, yeah. his joints and because he's so skinny and uh, yeah, interestingly yeah. built, yeah, he yeah. was very Arthur like. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, he owes PTA essentially for getting because yeah. PTA got him got him an Oscar and a billion dollar R rated movie. Yeah, so and without China, yeah, without Chinese box office, yeah, that's right? amazing, Isn't that crazy, yeah, insane. Go ahead, um, but, but I, I, I do I do feel like uh, yeah, like. They, uh, God, I, I just kind of spaced out because I started thinking about Joker. Uh, yeah, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was almost like, I guess he was kind of a milk toast, which is an old term for, uh, God, I hate to say gay, but you, you know, like yeah. an effeminate man, yeah, let's say, because, and, and I think what he saw in Freddie was like. The that masculinity that he, that he wanted, lacked, but he couldn't be, yes. And and his wife probably saw that. But if if Lancaster would be more like Freddie, she wouldn't she be, wouldn't be yep, him. yep, she'd be like, Yo, this yeah. ain't my show no more, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because she's Cause, like, cause Then it'll be the Freddie Lancaster, show. yep. And then she's like, Yo, I got so I gotta get rid of this guy, yeah, yeah. So I gotta get rid of this guy. But of course, you know, he's pining and pining and pining. He probably to kiss her feet and ask to get her to let him invite him to England, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Um, you're right, because when he called him, it was probably her who did it, so it could be that last severing of everything mm -hmm. and you know she was like i'm gonna sabotage this shit as soon as he gets here yeah because as soon as she as soon as he got there she wasn't nice to him she wasn't yeah. welcoming she's yeah. like if you're gonna stay here you're essentially gonna do every single thing we tell you and she knew he wasn't gonna go for that yeah so she's like this dude's he's a free thinker he he's left us for a reason yeah. you know what i mean like when he steals the bike and just yeah Gone. Going. He was like, "That's it." He's like, "He's going really fast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah," because he ain't coming back at all, bro. Yeah. He let him be. I was like, yeah. the first time I saw, I was like, "This man's never gonna come back." I was like, "He's gone." And um, that and that scene was sad. After that, when he finds was. out that the girl that he was interested in, honestly, oh, she got tired she of waiting. Got tired of waiting. And yeah. Can you blame him? No, you, you know? can't. You but, can't blame her. But he doesn't understand that. He doesn't because he's mentally blocked. You yeah, know? he's so, like. So he expected her to be – he expected that same version of her, the little 15-year-old girl, yeah. to be sitting there waiting for him. Yeah, That's what he expected. Instead of the 23, 24-year-old. Yeah, yeah, she's a grown woman having kids, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what he expected. That same young girl that he used to come through her window, he expected that same girl to be there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and her mom was nice. She had a nice conversation yeah. with him. And but that was his reality things. check. It was his reality check. Because she's like, do you want her number? And he's like, what's the point? What's the point? I ain't going to get her. She married yeah. and shit, kids. Yeah. She, she ain't going to give it up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, yeah, it really ain't no point. All it's going to do is make you and her more upset. Yeah. So what is the point? And, and I do love how it ends because – like, I know a lot of people on first viewings, you know, so I know a lot of people really like their dynamics. So they probably were like, man, I want them to end up staying friends. Yeah. But I'm glad they did it because I think they both learned very hard lessons yeah. about themselves and about how to go forward with the rest of their lives. I think Freddie did find peace in that final meeting. Yeah. I think him going to the U, I think he needed to go there to get that closure 
to start his next chapter, you know? And, yeah. And I love how it gets set up when he's at the movie theater and they bring him the phone. Yeah. Like, that was, how did he know he was there? Yeah. That's what I was like, how did he know it was there? But I thought that yeah. was cool. I'm like, man, I wish they would have brought me a phone at the movies. Isn't he know. watching, like, a Casper Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's watching yeah. something strange. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. But they needed to have that final meeting for that closure. And although they're not going to end up together, they both took a lot of lessons away from each other. And, and I think Lancaster is worse off. He's worse off, and, and, yeah. and Freddie's better off. Yeah, because he's the one who has to, like, buckle like a belt, like yep. Randall would yep. say about Dante. Yeah, buckle first. like a belt. Yep, yeah. you buckle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and he's and like, damn, like, I'm stuck with Amy Adams now. Yeah. And now she got another one of my babies. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, and it's like, I actually feel, felt bad for him at the end. I did because Cause he's he smiling when he says friend. that to him. Yeah, he just missed his friend. He did. But, but like you could see the hurt in that smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was hurt. But hit, I think, man, I think you really hit some with with the puppet master deal because she yeah. was involved in every corner yeah. of what was going on. And she you don't realize it till kind of till later. later. Yeah, because yeah. like cause she really is like because when they're going through Freddie's treatment, she's running a lot of it. Yeah, make my eyes turn blue. What color my eyes? Make them green. Like oh She's yeah, doing yeah. a lot of that, and she's in charge and of a lot of that. She's reading that. The yeah, the weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, yeah. 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 First song, I was like, what the fuck? I was yeah, yeah. So hard, and like yeah. they're making them stare at the wall and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, what kind of tests are these? Yeah, I'm it's, like, <laughs> it's conditioning those to like breaking down, and then. But I'm like, what is he gonna benefit? Yeah, that's the way. What's this gonna benefit him? It's not helping, yeah. and he's just getting more and more frustrated, punching himself in the face. Yeah, and I'm like he's just going crazy. Like yeah. the scene with him and Rami Malek when he's like. Don't react, don't react. And he's just oh, sitting yeah. there breaking him down, talking about his, the, the girl he loved and all that. Yeah. Freddie's like, don't he, don't he raise his fist at him at one does, point? Yeah. He's like, Freddie Mercury, I will punch you too. Yo, he's like, you're Freddie Mercury, but I'm Freddie in here, bitch. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's like, come on, bro. Yeah. He's like, shit, you're going to need live aid if you keep messing <laughs> with me, bro. <laughs> but um, it was, it, it's, God, it's the progression. I do, man. One thing I love about when we break these down, you just realize shit and themes that you just don't think about as you watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like now, like the whole Amy Adams being a puppet master. It really, she really is the voice of the of what they call it. The um, God damn it, why can't I remember what they call the religion? What, yeah, well, whatever movement it was, it's, it's it was called. Really uh, her thing. It's got a yeah, it's got a specific name, but it's hers it is yeah. hers like and yeah. he's the he's the messenger yeah you know he's the yes. he's the one delivering my message yeah, it's almost like a president like yeah presidents he, only can have so much power yeah. their voice or, or like the pope he's just a figurehead he's a figurehead, a figurehead. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah don't shoot the messenger essentially yeah yeah i um, didn't i didn't come up with this stuff mm-hmm. i'm just a dude in white yep <laughs> real shit with a big tall hat on yeah so i do think that Man, the progression is great. Freddie ends up on top. He he's making love to a woman. Yeah, the he last is. time we see yeah. him, she wasn't pretty, but hey, hey, it's, it's some tail for him. You know, yeah. for him, that's a, for him. He's he's excited just to find. Let me not say what I was gonna say. He's excited to find someone to spend some time with. Yeah, and and it seemed genuine. Yes, she it's, liked him. Yeah, she in, was feeling him instead of just uh, you know. Just, just to get, get off. Tra- yeah, I was, I was gonna say all his exchanges felt transactional. Yeah, and this yes. one didn't. You yes. know, it felt like, hey, I saw you, you saw me. 
we saw something right away. We yeah. came over, we sparked a conversation, and it was great. And I love how it ends, like, on that note. Like, because you, you are like, you know, Freddie's probably going to get it together. Yes. You are hopeful yes. that Freddie will probably find another little gig. He'll probably, hopefully he'll go and get some therapy, and yeah. he'll probably end up leading at least, being at least a decent member of society. Whereas Lancaster, we have no idea where this man's going to end up. And yeah. If he's gonna be beneficial to anyone, he he may get depressed. I can see Lancaster documenting suicide in 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm becoming a martyr for that cause. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's It's called the cause, cause, right? It might actually be the cause. It's called the cause. It's the cause. I'm like, that's what it is. So yeah, yeah, so he's so he I can see him easily killing himself after this. And it would be unfortunate, but I don't think anyone would be shocked that it would come. Yeah. You know, so I think this was a incredibly powerful film. The acting is A1. They both got Oscar noms, and I think Philip Seymour should have won. Unfortunately, you know, Joaquin lost to Daniel Day-Lewis. So, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. oh, was that Lincoln? Lincoln? Yeah. Yep. So, oh, you God. know, what do you do? Wow. Uh, so, and... Lincoln deserved to win, dude. Daniel Day is the only reason that movie's watchable. So, I uh, I think it's a fantastic film. You know, I think I'm upon, glad you had me watch. It. Yeah, I'm like, it's definitely one everyone should see at least once because I think there's a lot to take away from, even if it's not your cup of tea. Because there's a lot of people like, I don't like this movie, but then there's people watching on repeat viewings and they're like, you know what? Watching it again, I took a lot more away from it. Um, but Let's talk about some of the questions. Okay. So who's the MVP? For me, mm-hmm. I thought Amy Adams. Really? A lot of people. She got an Oscar nom as well. Believe it or not, because the as it progressed, I realized, one, I'd never seen her in a role like this. Mm-hmm. And Very stoic, strong. Like yes. And, and still kind of subdued because, mm-hmm. because of the time period. Yeah. But when I realized she was actually the reason... Um, everything was moving forward. And she ends up carrying really the weight of the cause on her shoulder. Yeah. So as great as as Freddie and Lancaster were, as portrayed by Joaquin and, and Philip Seymour, like I think without her in there, it, I don't know who else could have done that in that way. And, and I know that sounds strange because – there's probably a lot of actresses that could have, mm-hmm. but she brought something different to it. Yeah, she did. She she yeah. gave a performance like we never really seen from her. Yeah. Because um, at that point, she was critically acclaimed at that point, but she was much more fun, lighthearted kind of roles. I mean, the fighter, she was a gritty, gritty character in that movie, but she was like, dude, she was coming off like the Muppet movie and like yeah. stuff like that. Like, and she Enchanted. Enchanted. Like she was doing yeah. fun like more Julie and Julia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, great film though. Yeah, that is Mer- great. Meryl Streep. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Yeah, but yeah, uh, she was, she was. I didn't see her career going to something like The Master, but then after yeah. The Master, she just like God, just Steel kept, yeah, she kept going up. Yeah, she did Man of Steel. Yeah, but then she did The Master, and she did like American Hustle, and she did like oh, a rival, yeah. and then yeah, she did, that's like, right. You know, she really started sinking her teeth into some of these roles after yeah. that. And I think PTA brought that confidence out of her. Yeah. I think he, and his direction really, I think was something for her. And I think her portrayal of Lois Lane, owes a lot to, oh, I love it. to this character though. Mm-hmm. Like the way she played it, because Lois Lane has to be like 
that hard ass reporter yep. who doesn't take shit from anybody. Yep, she she can Amy Adams. Look, if I was going to a girl fight, I'll bring Amy Adams. I feel like she'd knock her bitch out. Yeah, she might. Oh, she might. She looks sweet. She does. She but she yeah. She man, she can get gritty, man. Yeah. She can get gritty. She got gritty in the master, the fighter. Like she can get great. A rival, she's even kind of like scary and gritty. Um, my MVP, Philip Seymour, man. Yeah. That performance, it's my favorite from him, even more than Capote. Really? Mm-hmm. And he's incredible in Capote. But The Master's a better movie than Capote, so that yeah. could have something to do with it. And Capote, he was the main character. Maybe he's better. He's a supporting man. Yeah, in my yeah. eyes, he's, he's the king of supporting. Yeah, he's incredible. Because mm-hmm. he can make anyone else's performance He elevated shine. them. Yeah. He elevated yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Bernie Oh, Nuggets. yeah. You know, he elevated Joaquin in this. Yeah. So I, I do think he is more of a strong supporting guy, even though I would totally have him star in my movie. But he, God, he brought something to this that I just don't know who else would have brought at that time in 2012. It's just, yeah. Philip Seymour was a one of a kind. And he's, God, is something about this man's acting style just always resonated with me. Because he can't carry films. So next in New York, you got to watch that. Yeah. That's his movie. He's the okay. main guy, and he carries that one. Yeah. And But he's incredible. He's he's MVP So for me. Yeah. So who you got for peak season, top of the mountain? I put uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, actually. I also put Philip yeah. Seymour. I said, if not him, there's no one else. Yeah. Everyone else has topped this in this film. Yeah. You know, Joaquin's would clearly be the Joker. Yeah. Um, Amy Adams, I'd probably say, is a rival. Um, and PTA, I would say, is There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Or maybe even Boogie Nights. But, uh, but yeah, I thought his performance... Uh, it's an all-timer for me. Yeah, because he... He is that character. He is. He yeah. became Lancaster Dot. I'm yeah. like, he is Lancaster Dot. I can. It's it's hard to see someone else playing. I'm like, yeah. Man, like, what? What? Uh, I get to read. Oh man, wait till we get to recast. You know? Oh yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. I just put a question mark for that. So we'll have to talk about. Yes, that we will. Yeah. Actually, that's. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you did because that's great. It's it's one of those things where like, kind of like there will be blood. It's like, how do you? How? How do you top this cast? Master class is acting. And then, yeah. But this also makes me think, may, are we not giving PTA enough credit for his directing of actors? And and honestly, if he writes his screenplays, because he writes all the stuff, them, yeah. with these people in mind, is he a genius in and, knowing like who to put where? and writing? Yeah. 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 He's kind of like... Kind of Tarantino level in that way. Um, who would have thought of Joaquin Phoenix, you know, eleven years ago? Yeah, for that role. Because I, I think he said he was. I think he said he was. Ben, I think he might have said he was watching Walk the Line. Oh, really? Yeah, Walk like, the Line was. Yeah, before yeah. That. I think he was saying he was watching Walk the Line and was like, "This guy isn't used enough or properly. Yeah. I want to use him." And he just. I mean, he was incredible. At Walk the Line. Yeah. Oh my God. Like. Yeah. He was great, and like you know, he he did like We Own the Night and stuff like that. But oh, the yeah. master, I feel like, was really his coming out party. Yeah. He was already like in his forties. Yeah, because so, re- remember, like uh, Gladiator. Oh, yeah. oh, he was, Gladiator. He was amazing as Thomas. That, yeah, that was the one that showed the world. Yeah, maybe he is as good as River. Because when he was a kid and he was Leaf Phoenix, he mm-hmm. was in Space Camp and Parenthood, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm sure he was in other things 
after that, but like right a, a year or more after Parenthood is when River passed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Honestly, before Gladiator, I don't really know. Yeah, it, he Gladiator a lot was, of time gla- off. He did. He had to. Yeah, Gladiator because was it. that was the one. That and and that kind of yeah launched him. And he was kind of consciousness again. Between it wasn't like he did yeah. Gladiator and just was running with yeah, the Rock. No. I say he really started running with the Rock after the Master. Yeah, because that's when he's because then you got Inherent Vice. You got um, he did Bo is Afraid. He did um, Joker. Now yeah. he's about to do. Um, Joker Scott one. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, uh, Napoleon. Napoleon. I'm like, yeah. some historical figure I can't think of at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he, I'm like, he really hit the gas after this film. Like, and yeah. I think this film showed the world, like, wow, this guy's hella talented. So, yeah, he's, so obviously, yeah. he's getting more looks after you get an Oscar nom. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I have Philip Seymour for the for the top of the mountain there. Yeah. Um, best best quotes. quotes. All right. If you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask pig fuck? Yep. That's my favorite quote in the entire film. It's a great quote. Yeah. And I won't repeat it because I actually had that one as well. Um, that's, that's just my favorite. It's, it's a, because it's true. Because we've all been there. Where yeah. You're like, why the fuck are you asking me something when you already know? You're just trying to piss me off. You're yeah. just being an asshole to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, if you want to discuss some of me, discuss some of me. Don't undermine me. Yeah. And that's exactly what he was doing to him. Sure, he might. You may be right, guy, but there's a way to go about doing things. You're just being a rude, pretentious ass. Yeah. You know, you think you know everything. Cool. You're smart. Congratulations. Like, fuck off. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, for real. No, that, yeah. That's yeah. exactly how I felt. Because I'm like, although I think Lancaster Dodd is chatting up shit, I'm with you on this and the, the, the treatment you're getting from this guy. Fuck this yeah. guy. Yeah. So, I won't say that one. I got this one I love. I am a writer, a doctor a nuclear physicist, and a theoretical philosopher. But above all, I'm a man, a hopeless, inquisitive man, just like you. And that's one of the first things he says to Freddie's character. Yeah. And that spoke volumes to me because, you know, in his mind, even though he probably ain't all these things, in his mind he is, but he does still understand I'm a mortal being just like you. You know, no matter where I've been and what my footsteps have done and where yours and what yours have, you and I are still the same. Yeah. You know, you and I breathe air, you and I drink liquor, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And you and I get Paint along. Thinner. Paint thinner, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One shot of that shit, I thought you're face down. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, is it poison? Not if you drink it smart. I'm like, if you have to tell me how to drink this, yeah. I'm scared, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, so I got another one. Did okay. you have any more? No, I believe not. That one blew me away. It was. It was great. Yeah. Have you ever killed anyone? Yes. Who? Japson Moore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. love how he says it. Like, you yeah. know, excuse me, guys. But it was, of course, if it's the time, you know, it was post-World yeah, World War, War II. Too. And but that's it's the just mentality. That, it's just how casually he says it. Yeah. Is just shows you how effed up the military can make you mentally that's yeah. what i took away from the quote like it yeah. was fun i did chuckle at it the way he delivered the line but I, I didn't put it in there to be funny i i think it was a very powerful thing to say because he so casually said it like it was nothing like that's what i do yeah and you've been conditioned to do that it's so crazy like you know you think somebody be like well you know i really rather not talk about that or i have but you know let's not no he drops some more no problem yeah. Um, I, got, I, got, I got two more. Um, oh, no, one more. Sorry, because I had the one you said. Okay. All right. 
when they're when they're in jail and they're arguing, Lancaster says to Freddie, "Fuck you, you lazy ass piece of shit. You're <laughs> fucking lazy." Wow, <laughs> that, that shit just made me laugh. I don't know why, but I just thought that was a great quote. Well, he um, was kind of freeloading. He was, uh, yeah, dude. He was yeah. like, "Look, I'm right. I'm getting free tours around the country. Yeah, yeah. Per diem, you know, yeah. living in living in the hotels, chilling, yeah. bro. Getting swayzy every day, not having to work. Yeah. You know, so he's like, I'm like unofficial security. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. yeah. So that's what it was, bro. Wow. So what's age the best? Uh, what's age the best? Um, I think once again, being a period piece, like the whole film, like. Like, the performances. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we'll go with Philip Seymour Hoffman as, as, the, as the MVP or his peak season. Like, I think that aged the best because it, it makes you realize what we've lost. Yeah. With, hit, with yes. the loss of him. That was my best. Philip's yeah. performance. I had that. Yeah. That was what's aged the best. What would you have for worst? I think the uh, – I, I, I put down just, you know – Period pieces do age well, but what doesn't is if you don't think about the time period, the way women are always subjugated yep. mm-hmm. and and the way they're thought of. Mm-hmm. That that's always ages poorly yep. when they show the reality of how it was at that time. Yep. So what um I thought of that after we discussed it during the episode. I was like, the treatment of women has yeah. to be what's aged the worst. Yeah. But before I thought of that, before you jogged my mind. I had the treatment of veterans. Oh, that's you true. Know, yeah. So, um, but I think the treatment, of, I mean, they're both bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and the treatment of veterans has clearly gotten better now. Yeah. You know, since then. Cause like you said, they were just like, we gave him a test and just threw him to the fucking wolves. Yeah. Right? He wasn't ready to go back to the world. Yeah. So you fight for this country and I fight for your freedom. You could at least fight for mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, that's why we pay taxes. That is why we pay, yes. We pay taxes to help. So help these guys yeah. out. And that's where I want my tax money to go. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a damn about the school I don't go to or my kids don't because yeah. I don't have any. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, these, these guys in Washington are trying to decide where our money goes. Why don't we have more of a voice? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, bro, if like, I don't have kids. would be great. Yeah. Like, somebody who doesn't have kids, their taxes shouldn't be going into the school, their local school systems. Their yeah. taxes should be going somewhere else. They should be able to pick. Because, like... Yeah. What? That's not benefiting me at all. These taxes money is supposed to be put into things that benefits me as an American citizen. That doesn't. Now, once I have a child, then you can start taxing me on that if they're going. You know, that's just me. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole different conversation. No, no, I I get it though, and and it makes sense because you see films like this, or you meet uh, people who are actually affected by it, and it's like I know there's programs out there, but a lot of people don't know about them, mm-hmm. and. They're not handled well, probably because of staffing issues yeah, now. Now, currently. Now, yeah. Hell yeah. Bro. But it's like, if there's stuff out there, then why isn't there more of a push to help the people that need it? Yeah. That's, much, that's really much, all. How much money they get in taxes from us, dude? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my God. Anywho. Yeah, yeah. That's You're right. That is another discussion. Yeah. Most, probably a different podcast. Probably a different <laughs> podcast. Yeah, maybe a slightly yeah. more political one. Yeah. Um, most rewatchable scenes. Oh, I forgot to write that down. Oh, man. What you got off the top of your dome? You know, off the top of my head, probably uh, when they're in jail. Yep, that was what I had for yeah, my number yeah. one. Just, yeah. it's a great scene. It's a great outburst. Needed to get that testosterone out yeah. there. And yeah. 
I'm sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, and it's just so well acted, you know. And in the beginning, when uh, when he's going to take a picture of that guy, oh, he like, starts fight? to choke him with Oh, my tie, God, they, so funny. He's, like, running around the Yo, store. He's running dude, chasing that him. dude was about to beat, he's about yeah. to beat him senseless. Yeah. He's like, bro, turn off these lights. It's hot. Yeah. And then he's putting them closer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my That's God. Like he has the mind of like a teenager. Yeah, man. he's like poking a bear, poking with, a short bear with a short stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can rewatch that scene because the way that he does it, and he's like, you know, and then he runs out and he takes the the girl with. Yes, him, <laughs> and then she's gone. She's like, gone. What happened? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just ridiculous. That scene's yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, another rewatchable scene I had was, of course, the boat scene. The Rapid fire questions. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that scene just that scene gives me chills every time. So she like, we asked him if he ever slept with a family member, and he just tells him, "Yes, I slept with my aunt." He yeah. didn't hesitate or nothing, and you could tell Lancaster died a guy who's probably not shaken up by too much stuff you tell him. He was shaken up, yeah, because he asked him more than once because I think he either a thought he was lying or he was just in complete disbelief of what he just heard. Yeah, yeah. So it could be both, uh, both probably. Yeah. You know? And he was like, because he questions them on the question and he answers it not blinking without hesitation. You know, he's telling the truth. Yeah. So you're like, Jesus Christ, this kid's lost. You know what I mean? This guy yeah, slept yeah. with his aunt. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, uh, and he asked him why. He said, I was drunk and she looked good. Like, but but the thing is like. She would have been part of it too. Oh yeah, she's just because she probably wasn't crazy. drunk. She probably she might have a little bit. Yeah, probably not as drunk as him though. Yeah, he yeah. drinking that stuff. You know, this dude was probably schloss. Yeah, she was probably, probably gasoline and yeah, bro. He's like shit. Just <laughs> put a match down my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see if I explode on impact. Sure. So yeah, I, I had those for rewatchable scenes. Um, um, all right, yeah, we did rewatchable. So best character. Uh, I put um, Lancaster, mm-hmm. and for the worst, I actually put uh, I put Freddie, but only because of uh, him in the beginning, how he acts. Like we talked about how his his character arc he matures by the end, mm-hmm. but like I'm thinking more of how he was like the first half of the film. Yeah, which and. He, he was a pretty shitty character. Oh, he's terrible. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was horrible. But I guess so was Lancaster, though. Mm-hmm. So. Who's really, who's really worse between the two? Yeah. Lan- he, it's, it's a, it's a Daniel Plain book. It doesn't change. It's a Daniel Plain view and Eli's Eli Sunday situation where it's yeah. like, in all honesty, I think Daniel's a better guy. And in this situation, I think Freddie's a better guy. Yeah. So I have the best character is Freddie. Wow. Um, and because I think he has the most character progression. He and grows the most. The most. Yeah, yeah, he grows yeah. the most. And he he does, by the end, he is trying to better himself. Yeah, you can he tell is. he is. Yeah. But this journey was needed for that. Yeah. So, in a way, we have to thank Lancaster for saving Freddy. Yeah, he saved he Freddy lost. and destroyed himself. Yeah. So, it's like, it's crazy. And the worst character I have is the Dodd family. Wait, so, I'm, I'm sorry, but before... So if he saved Freddy and destroyed himself, does that make him like a, a Christ figure? He's the master. Yeah. yeah. I think it makes him – I think he was – I think PTA had a lot of things in mind with his character. Yeah, I think he yeah. wanted him to be Messiah-like but also someone to be questioned like Jesus was. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So he is kind of Christ-like when you yeah. think about it because yeah, exactly. although he was admirable, he was still criticized – 
and crucified for his thoughts and vision. Yeah. So, it's, mm, man, goddamn. Sorry. Yeah, no, I got to sit down with PTA. Sorry, it's it's cuz what you said it just Yeah, well, I got to sit down with PTA and we got we got, man. At some point we got to get hit it big so he'll come and talk to us. Yeah, that get him great. on dude, that'd be insane. Honestly, I'd love to talk to him just cuz I'm watching his movies now yeah. and like I don't even how? know what to say. <laughs> like, how do you come up with this stuff? Dude, yeah. And and get it so refined and so dude, so tight perfect, and just yeah. like so like just so executed so well, but yeah, yeah. I had the Dodd family as the worst character, excluding Lancaster. No, yeah, because like his kids and his wife. his kids and his wife, they're yeah. terrible. Yeah, but I liked him, yeah. and even though he wasn't perfect, I still liked him, and I thought he was good for Freddie in a lot of ways. But I thought the wife was so manipulative. Yes, and the kids were just as bad, especially yeah. the daughter. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you you're trying to lie on him. You're trying to you're trying to lie on a man for an offense he can go to jail for, bro. Yeah, and he because he didn't want to give you no dick because you're a little cheating whore. No, because she was married. She's at married. That point. Yeah. yeah, I'm like you're. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. you're a total pos to the max. <laughs> like nothing yeah. you do is good. Like everything you do is bad. Yeah. Like he turned you down. Cool, move on. Like whatever. I don't, I ain't judging her for that. You know, she wanted to go dip her dip her toe in a different pool. Whatever. Your marriage, your life. But don't try to ruin the guy's life because he rejected you. That's yes. that's my main issue. Yeah. None of it's good. You know, I'm not saying I'm not condoning guys, I'm not saying go out there and cheat. You know, I'm no, not condoning no. that. But I'm saying if she would have stopped there, she would be yeah. better as a character. Yeah, and if you have enough integrity to say no, like Freddie did. That says a lot about you. Yeah. Because that girl is not ugly. You know, yeah, she yeah. wasn't bad looking. I'm yeah. sure Freddie was like, God damn. Yeah, because he was he respected uh, he respected Lancaster and everyone enough. Yeah. He's like, I respect my boy's daughter enough yes, to yes. not do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I respect my boy and his daughter enough. And it's like, it'd be one thing if like, you know, she wasn't married and like she, they actually took an interest in each other. And yeah. I was like, okay, we're starting something. She was trying to get a rocks off. Like yeah, a guy. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. a dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, he was like more dangerous than her husband because oh yeah, more he was very straight. Like she was yeah. like, oh, she was attracted to the bad boy Edge. Yeah, yeah, she was like, yeah. Oh, he's wild, fiery. He'll probably bang <laughs> me like a freak. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know she was thinking. You know all these ladies think. So, um, excuse me, ladies, if I offended you, but you know that that's what it was. So that's who I got as the worst character. Yeah, so, I, I agree. So, uh, what do you got for? Recast or wait, nitpicks? No nitpicks. Yes. Yeah, nitpicks. I just put. I don't think there was enough of Freddie's backstory to know, like how and why he was damaged. Like we mm-hmm. met him, he was already damaged, mm-hmm. and he was damaged before he got to the military. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. So, so we get to see his journey of fixing himself, but to know a little bit more about how and why he was so damaged, I think would have helped understand his reaction in a lot of the different scenes yes yes instead of having to infer mm-hmm. yeah i think that's good that's a good point i mean he could have we could have we could have got it could have been a seven minute scene you know yeah, yeah. Just added maybe five or seven minutes and we could have got something with his backstory yeah that's not bad yeah. for uh nitpicks we already talked about mine why did no one come to check on Freddie when he was destroying the freaking jail cell. Oh yeah, I'm like somebody. <laughs> yeah, dude, as, soon, as soon as cops hear like yelling, they run over and see what's going on. Speaking like, of, where does our taxpayer money? Yeah, go? right. On. And now we got to replace this toilet. This guy yeah. broke. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> for a jail I've never been inside. Yeah. That. 
He's gonna have to piss on himself, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that was my silly ones, but uh, that was mine. And recast. Recast. I wrote this. Okay. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I don't really know. Can. Like, just you know, out of the three leads, Philip is. I can't do it with Philip. I can't do it with Philip. Yeah. Like, who nowadays is good enough to? I got one. I got one. He just okay. popped in my head. Okay. He just popped in my head. I got one. And I don't think he would deliver it as good, but I think he'd get pretty damn close. Brendan Frazier. Ah, you know what? I could see it. Post whale Brendan Frazier could yeah. do this. If I this was coming it. out right now, I could trust Brendan Frazier to do it. Look, I think I think he could have done it even before the whale, to be honest. He could have. But you know what? I've Too seen young then, though. He's the right age now. Well, I've seen like the way that he plays. I I've talked before about Robot Man and Doom mm-hmm. Patrol. The way that he plays that character and the emotions that he has to go through because of that character arc. There's a lot that actually happens to him over the course of the four seasons of the show. Like I could actually see it because mm-hmm. he he's so much better than anyone ever gave him credit. For. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think of Encino Man or uh, George the Jungle, or whatever, <laughs> yeah, Deadly Do Right, one of the worst movies ever yeah. made. <laughs> but, but you know, obviously, he's probably better known as Rick O'Connell mm-hmm. from the Mummy franchise. But I think, yeah, I think he could do it because he he has the. The passion and the chops. And the chops, yeah. Yeah, to be able to do it. So who who do you think could be a good Freddy? You know what? I, I think I'm going to go with his Doom Patrol co-star, uh, Matt Bomber, might be able to do it. He was in – he kind of looks like Henry Cavill. He was in the Magic Mike movies. Oh, all right. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. He's actually hey, Right actor. now, yes, because he's, he's the right age right now. Yeah, and he's a great like, I'm thinking of him in his, like, late 20s, and I'm like, yeah. he's kind of young. But I'm like, now he's got to be, like, what? He's Late thirties, early forties. I think now, he's right? around my age. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's got to yeah. be in his forties now because and he actually would be good. He's a good actor. He is. He good. is. If you see him in Doom Patrol, like the way his character, because Brendan Fraser and he are only the voices of the characters in costume, but in flashbacks they they play them. Mm. And and the way that he goes through uh, like this, uh, he tortures himself a lot because of what he didn't do, like. Back in the '60s, ah, and, like and, and and the way that he that he does it, he's I could actually see him like excelling, especially if like it's the same director. Let's say, yeah, I think they could re- he could really draw out PTA could do it. Yeah, those kinds of performances from those two guys, and they would already have the chemistry from working on Doom Patrol together. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that would work, and I think PTA would have a blast directing them too, especially Brendan. He's oh, yeah. Probably, he probably watched The Whale and was like, I could direct the shit out of this guy. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? He's like, if Aronofsky got that out of him, I could pull some heat out of this guy. And look, ever since, like, you know, Brendan Fraser is getting a little more spelt because he had put on yeah, some weight. Yeah, put on some weight. That's what I'm saying. He, that's what I'm like, right now, right now he'd yeah. be perfect for him. Yeah. This ain't, this ain't early 2000s where he was jacked in like a heartthrob. Yeah. This is like. Yeah, but he's in his early Yeah, yeah. He's early, yeah, that's what I'm like. He's perfect yeah. for it now. Yeah. For Amy Adams, oh, ah, who I like, she's too old and she's too tall and she just ain't right for the role. But who I think would give the same chilling performance level, Lady Gaga. 
No, no I just thought of somebody better before I okay, before sorry. I was gonna. Lady Gaga is good. Bro. She is actually she is really really good. good actually. Yeah, believe it or um, not. Low key, I mean, honestly, she could play that role. Yeah, she could play it. You just have to dress her up. We're playing her out. Yeah, because you know, yeah. she's kind of she has a very distinct look to her, but could play her out. But first in my head, I both my girls popped up in my head. Kate Blanchett popped up first, but like I said, oh. she's too old, too tall, too wrong for it. But but she has the chops. But next to Brendan Fraser, she wouldn't look as young. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Next to if we're doing a full recast, and she, she still looks would, young. Yeah, she's, she's still yeah she's like she's in mid fifties. Yeah, yeah, but she's, she's, she she looks, looks like late forties, early yeah, yeah. Mid, mid late forties, and like she can be made up very nicely. Yeah. Um, but you know who popped in my head right after her? My other girl, Emily Blunt. She would be great. Yeah, bro. Yeah. She's a mm. especially after seeing her in Oppenheimer. I'm like, mm, she could have played the shit out of that role. Yeah, I like that actually. I think I like Emily Blunt more than Kate. I actually like them them three. Brendan, what's his name? Bomber. Yeah, Matt Bomber. Ba- Brendan Bomber and Blunt, the bees. Yeah, all the bees. Yeah, we get the bees, bees, boy. Get the bees in there. Yeah, actually, it's not bad. That's not bad. I will say it would be a slightly lesser film. It, it would be, but, but even with PTA's direction, I still think it would be slightly lesser. Just because Bomber's not going to give you exactly what Joaquin, Joaquin gave you. But what? I do think Brendan and Emily would give you pretty close to what you got from the other two. But you never know if, if PTA pushes him in the same way. Right, he might push him to a level he never yeah. even knew he had. Yeah, and you that would be fantastic. Right. And then next thing you know, this guy's... Because that might be what he needs. Time. Yeah, yeah. He might need. You know what? He probably is just the one director away from like jumping to that next level. Because look, he's worked with Steven Soderbergh in the Magic. Oh Money yeah, of course. Series, which so. is insane that Soderbergh's even yeah. involved in that. <laughs> it's just hey, crazy. He's he's the know. man. We know. Yeah, he is. The yeah. So yeah, I like that recast a lot. Yeah. Actually, we we actually did it because I was sitting there. Like going insane thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna write I can't do it. <laughs> so that's what I wrote. Yeah. Grades. I I would give this one a solid A, that's, not an A that's plus. What I'm, I'm like, I, I think it's a solid A. I'm not gonna give it a plus, but I'm gonna give it a solid A. And it's like, who knows, in four or five more years, it's over ten years old, but you know, there will be bloods over fifteen and Boogie yeah. Nights is twenty plus. So Yeah. You know, if you ask people when Boogie Nights came out, they would probably gave it like A minus solid B plus. Now they're definitely giving it A plus, you yeah. know. So I think time will do this movie well, um, even more time. I think if you ask me this in about 2030, I'll probably give this an A plus because those performances, because by then we're, we're probably going to be so far detached from performances that good. We're going to be craving something like that. Yeah. So I do think it will go up later. So A is my final verdict. Anything else you want to add? Just, uh, I, I'm sad I didn't watch these sooner. I am too, buddy. Yeah, no. that's okay. But you saw them now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, now, that but now in PTA you trust. So now you understand when I'm like, bro, this dude is something else. Now yeah, you're like, yeah. yo, this motherfucker might have not, might been hard. He might be right. You know, yeah, he, he's he's good, man. He's real good. But um, wait till I get you on Sean Baker. You're gonna you're gonna appreciate him too. He's a very, very, very much lesser known director, but I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, he's the man. I know you've been saying it. He is the man, bro. Wait till you, wait till you watch the Florida Project. You're gonna be like, I can't believe this. You're gonna be like, I cannot believe I've never seen this. So, guys, make sure you like and subscribe. Comment down below. Let us know what you think. 
what we get right, what we get wrong. What do you think about some of our theories? Because I think we both kind of stirred some stuff up in each other and probably brought out some perspectives you guys might have not thought of. So Yeah, and if anyone knows uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. uh, just, just hit him up. Hit him up. Tell him, him listen. Yeah, tell, yeah, tell, ask him what he thinks. Yeah, and tell him, get in touch with us because I just got a lot of questions for him. Yeah. I ain't got no money for him, but, you know, he can do it out the kindness of his heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, I'm Dom. I am Jamie. And this was the cutting room floor.